Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we watched Ninja Assassin. Parker, do we have any news? (laughs) (laughs) We watched a movie that two of the three of us thought we'd already seen and it turns out none of us had seen it that's a good sign so good thing it kind of worked out because man (laughs) look um we try not to get political on the show you know it's a very divisive time we live Mm -hmm. in but binding 11 people is objectively (laughs) funny how does president biden's dog this is the second dog to be in that white house have an insatiable this blood one lust. is bit less people than the last one the last one only bit <laughs> this three. is marked improvement no i'm not changing my jerk of the week <laughs> fuck you i'm so sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to ruin your bit i apologize <laughs> no my bit is not ruined. Okay, yeah. okay. all right well uh we have one other piece of news well howdy folks this here's parker i got some news for you Barbenheimer. Oh my god, he's going to talk about the Nazi at the Canadian Parliament. <laughs> Barbenheimer is out. Meanwhile, Paw Patrol and Saw X are coming out the same day. They're calling it Saw Patrol. I'll see you there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's Saw X, which is like socks. Like yeah. the people. I, I, as that, uh, that as Parker yeah. said last time, it takes place between Saw 1 and Saw 2, which is like the funniest <laughs> possible development. When I, when I saw the uh, the Jigsaw takeover with the discussing film yeah. account, like, uh, I was fucking rolling. Right like a Jigsaw. Just telling people, like, hey, you know, that takes place between 1 and 2, right? And they stare at you and you're like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> also, they're all just wearing wigs. They didn't de age anyone. And you watch that trailer, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking watching this movie 100%. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oof. Chicksaw looks 85 years old. <laughs> well, yeah, because of the cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. That's gonna be yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, you love horror movies. We when all know that. When have they ever made the biggest a bad horror movie? It'll be on the list eventually. And he loves animated movies, so I feel like it's gonna be a big weekend for him. Yeah, well... <laughs> uh, as soon as Bluey comes out, you know, I'll have everything I need. Uh, are they making a Bluey animated movie? Parker, you're the news correspondent. What the fuck is Bluey? Oh, Bluey's this uh, Australian show about a little blue dog. And uh, apparently it's like... Oh, I thought this was a Saw character. Oh, no. Uh, so... I've never seen a Saw movie. Oh, though. don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I know. Bluey, um, that's the well last aware. movie in the DCEU before James <laughs> From the twisted mind. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, Parker, any other news? Uh, movies are coming out? No. <laughs> right. Movies are going to start coming out. Yeah, We're going to start getting threatened with a whole bunch of shit that's not Yeah, because the, the strike is over. Uh, yeah, thank you for winning the strike. Yeah. Now we can watch more stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. They, as soon as the strike happened, they immediately they finished filming uh, season two of I believe it's called House of Dragons. Is a that's a sequel series to get finally. Done. Which I, I guess they finished that so quickly when they have like thirty minutes to film after they get done. <laughs> I hope there's another Matt Smith closet scene in that. I'm just not gonna watch. It. I hope to not find yeah. out. Well, uh, I guess we can get into our jerks of the week. Oh fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, well, speaking of things coming back out, boy, just a nerd to be like, finally, guys, we did it. The strikes are over. The movies and TV are coming back. Also, we might reboot The Office. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, go back on that fucking picket line, you piece <laughs> You know, the thing that bothers me about it is it's Greg Daniels is coming back to work on it, but he was just working on the... I don't the, know who that is. He was, the, he was a showrunner for... that. He also worked to develop uh, King of the Hill. So the guy is really talented. I, I'll give him props. He's got a lot of success in the industry. But he was just working on the King of the Hill sequel. Like, what? Did, why is he coming back and forth? Does this mean King of the Hill is canceled? Because Dale Gribble's voice actor died? Possibly. Parker, your thoughts? I mean, as someone who... That used to be my background show. It would just turn it on behind us. But now that it's on Netflix, I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Um, I blame every single person who put... I'm just a gym looking for his Pam in a oh, dating profile. You oh. all conjured this, and I hope you all feel like oh, shit. Oh, jeez. I, I mean, I shouldn't get that mad because this is a thing I'm just not going to watch. Yeah. It's, it doesn't... It's going to live on Peacock, and I'll never see it, so who cares? But like, also, it, can I just dead. have a day to be like, oh, finally, movies are coming back. No. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. You have to admit, yeah, like, we, we kind of dump on, like, Yellow Cyclone because every once in a while, like, a remake will simply come out. We'll do, like, the old phase. Like, oh, no, I'm forced at gunpoint to play this. You're like, hey, you can just not play it. And his retort is usually like, yeah, but they're spending time and money and resources on this instead of something new. And, like, I kind of get it. But I guess now I really understand it because, like, need another office? We didn't need the first one to begin with. If it was anyone else, I'd say I owe them an apology. Yeah. However, yeah. <laughs> cut all that. I don't want to be too nice to him. Go ahead and make Parks and Rec again, you dick. Show it. He's like fucking milk. I, you know, it's weird for me to be saying this because, like, I kind of like the first like four seasons of The Office. I'm like, I'm kind of yeah. fine with it. Yeah, that's where I stopped. Yeah, that's where I stopped too because I was like, ah, I enough of these people. The fucking episode where uh, uh, fucking Michael and Dwight are following the GPS and they drive into the lake. I'm just like, all right, cool. This isn't a real show anymore. I'm done. That's your shark jump, and it went for six seasons after that. So, uh, wait, was that the one I, where? I is that the one? The rest of you. Is that the one where Dwight puts on glasses and says, "Check it out, Dominator." <laughs> it might be. I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> Sounds like, like that show is uh, a perfectly serviceable. Like I'll have this oh, on yeah. in the background. It is and, a background show. You know, nothing offensive is going to happen. It doesn't matter who's in the house with me. No one's going to be upset. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. There's some good jokes in there, but yeah, uh, I, guess, I guess we'll just do it again. I hope for another eight years of will they, won't they, with two mediocre white people. That feels can't so wait. sad to me. I can't keep doing it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Alex, you seem, you seem upbeat. What's, who's your jerk of the week? <laughs> Look, I've got I've got two heroes of the week, one of which you just reminded me of. Because uh, I, uh, I, I definitely own Travis Kelsey in our Dynasty League, and I put him on the trade block like two weeks ago when the Taylor Swift stuff started. Not because, you know, I have less faith in him, but because somebody's going to be stupid. And this week I was like, hey, if you trade for him, you can screenshot it and put it on your dating profiles. So, uh, you <laughs> know, I'm, I'm trying to help the fellas there out. You, you, know? you know, it's I'm my own hero sometimes. Yeah. But uh, my other hero of the week, uh, 
as previously alluded to, is one Commander Biden. Not because of any of the 11 Secret Service agents that he bit, but because I've been thinking all week about the jackass guys hanging out with Joe Biden's dogs. And, uh, the, the idea of them daring each other to go near the dogs before they finally make Danger Aaron do it is just like, it's been an endless source of entertainment for me this week, and I thank you, Joe Brandon, for everything you've done for our country. And, uh, Please let your dogs bite weed, man. I really think Steve was more of the animal guy. He's more likely to... Well, then again, uh, Aaron did have the bear, so... I feel like... Oh, my God. I feel like Steve-O would be able to soothe the dogs and not bite again. And then Pontius would yell something, and the dog would run over and bite Preston in the balls. Someone would bring a gigantic ring doorbell. The dog would go ancient and murder Oh my god, the idea of getting Steve-O to dress up as a member of Secret Service. <laughs> <laughs> the package is secure. <laughs> and all of them have, like, stuffed in their pants. <laughs> just, I, it would be, like, four of them showing up with little earpieces, and then they would be like, hey, we got one for you, Aaron. It would just be like a fucking worm they stick in his ear. <laughs> I choose to believe this is a false flag, and like every time some fucking wedding gets droned, like uh, have the dog bite someone quickly. <laughs> more stories. <laughs> it's Hunter who's biting everyone. <laughs> He's on a conservative. I'm conservative. Fucking jump on this shit. I read the CNN article, and they were looking up the fucking uh, some conservative group used the Freedom of Information Act to see how many times someone had gotten bit by major. Boy, the dog. What they care about. I love that it's plausible that all 11 times Biden was like, oh no, he's never acted like this before. <laughs> he don't remember. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Things are still number one. That's the joke. Yeah. I know. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm very sleepy. An additional jerk of the week comes from uh, courtesy of my father who I hung out with too much this weekend. Uh... It's, you know it's got to be our boy John Fetterman, and uh, I have to admit I'm like oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm like half I'm on sorry. my dad's side just because like you shouldn't be allowed to wear shorts in the Senate. That's that's where I draw the line. Hoodie's fine, but shorts now. Look, if there were a dress code that were respectable, then we wouldn't have Kirsten Cinema. So also yeah. that my dad brought her up too. It was just <laughs> dressed like Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> that's offensive to Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Dude. Well, he's dead. He's not gonna know. All right, uh, uh, he's looking down on us, being like, "Man, I wish you got sent to hell in one of those portals from the immortal." <laughs> we'll get to that. Portals from the immortal. Well, speaking so of assignments, crazy. let's get into our, you know, what we watch here. I watched episode two of Bully Beatdown, starring Jason yeah. Mayhem. Hell Miller. yeah, brother! And uh, I'd like to apologize to Mr. Mayhem because uh, I didn't do a very good impression. He doesn't actually sound like dude the whole time. He actually sounds a little bit more like Sylvester the Cat, <laughs> and it is the silliest lisp I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, uh, who's the the bully in this one? It's uh, he's called the Bad Roommate. He's six. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, please tell me he throws dirty dishes at the little bully kid. Oh right, no. This episode's turning around already, boys. Let's this, get it. This guy is 250 pounds and six foot seven. And uh, he plays basketball and is mean to his roommates. His, his roommates will be like, hey man, uh, we need the rent money. And he just makes them pay it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds base. I'm rooting for him already. Hey, uh, can you pay your share? No. <laughs> Mr. Mayhem, please? Well, they I'm did the same thing that they do in the first uh, episode where they show various damages around the house. Like, oh, you put me through this door. I'm like, 
And he didn't call the cops? You <laughs> <laughs> should have been in your rental contract. I, I do like the idea. Well, the thing is, this is obviously scripted, and this guy probably doesn't even know these other no, people. No, it's not. Yeah. It's real. And anyway, like, I like he the idea. He said so that he, online. That he How goes, dare you? I like the idea that Mayhem Miller goes up to people, and, like, the lisp drops, and he talks like a normal person, like Parker's normal voice. And, like, he's just, uh, just like, excuse me, uh, we, we'll give you $10,000 to let someone beat the shit out of you. I'll get to that special <laughs> someone in a second. The, the guy's like, <laughs> I'm 6'7", 250. Voice. <laughs> Parker's normal voice is just Dave Bell's white, white voice. voice. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, uh, Actually, my normal voice is just Mayhem Miller's lisp. This is all that. Yeah, they want to speak therapy to talk in a southern so accent. Imagine, some poor, like, 20 year old be like, oh, excuse me, sir, it's the third, and they, ah, oh, just get thrown <laughs> through a wall by some big Chad. You know what? That's, well, see, that's the thing is, like, I think that whenever he was like, hey, you want to let someone, like, kind of beat the shit out of you for, like, a few minutes and we'll give you, like, a thousand bucks. And the guy's like, oh, well, I'm 250 pounds. I can take it. But he can't because this uh, this individual is uh, 220 pounds, six foot three, former NFL wide receiver Michael Westbrook, who went to the University of Colorado. He was um, he, he was part of that uh, the Miracle in Michigan game. I don't care either. Anyway, he. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this guy after he retired from the NFL, he, uh, he only really had like one good season. He played for the Skins. After that, he uh, he went into mixed martial arts Odds. and <laughs> he went into uh, mixed martial arts, uh, jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, and um, other shit I don't care about. And hey, Josh. Yeah, so the other guy's got four inches on him. And by the way, the guy's like, yeah, striking. This is my strike. And before he meets the guy he's going to be fighting, he goes to the gym with uh, Maya Miller, who uh, tells him, like, okay, show me what you got. Show me, like, what things you know how to do. What would you do if a guy, like, uh, you know, pulls guard and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff like that? It's boring. And he's like, okay, show me some kickboxing on this uh, dummy. And he... He kicks it and he immediately falls down and it cuts to an interview that says, When I kick trees topple <laughs> <laughs> So Michael Westbrook Yeah, Michael Westbrook does not go very easy on this guy. Also the first episode, the guy that they got oh yeah, the gun you call it. I don't remember his real name. He he goes up to the bully kids and, and he says, I don't like kids who are being bullied. I will teach this man some manners. <laughs> In this one, Mike Westbrook doesn't even talk to the kids. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to fuck him up. And he goes out there, and again, the first part is is just grappling, no striking allowed. And if you get choked out, you lose $1,000, and you start off with five. So he gets choked out four times. And uh, then the next round is striking, kickboxing, I guess everything goes. He gets the absolute dog shit kicked out of him. Now, Parker, you know this better than I do because uh, you watch this sort of nonsense. You know how at like the beginning of UFC and MMA and uh, in boxing you touch gloves, right? At the beginning of a round, be like, "How oh, did you just do it?" Well, uh-huh. this guy got knocked on his ass. He made it to like a seventh count before he was good to start the the next thing. And I guess he thought that it was the next round, and he touched gloves again. That's not quite how it works. You get on your feet and you start hitting again. And he puts his gloves out like this to touch. And Michael Westbrook just winds up and punches right through him, right in his chin. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Owens. We should put Westbrook in the hall. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he gets one thousand dollars for being a it's bully. 
It's so much funnier that they give a standing eight count to just some guys <laughs> out of central casting fighting professional athletes. Yeah. Like, oh, can you make it to your feet? Like, so I don't care how bad you are. That man played snaps in the NFL. Yeah. I think it's fine. <laughs> the other thing about it is, like, I, I guess some people will look at this as an object lesson and be like, no, you can't fight. You know, you can't fight someone who is a professional fighter. Doesn't matter if you see red when you get mad, which is the funniest fucking thing you hear. How'd you know I was about to say yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I've heard that a million times, dude. Do you yeah. have any idea how many open mats I've been to? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know you wrestle, but like, you know, I just fucking like... Yeah, I, I see, see red, red you know. <laughs> <You> choke <laughs> immediately. I do no holds. I do street rules. No rules allowed, man. Anything goes. Yeah, fucking bet oh, you just do. just like Elon. Right, yeah. <laughs> I saw that one, by the way. That was, that was hey, man, you don't get it. The referee's here to protect you, okay? There's no fog so of war I in boxing. So. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, but the thing is, you'd also say, like, yeah, I think people know by now they can't punch these people out, and yet you still get guys doing it, and maybe it's because of toxic masculinity. Well, uh, so much for Michael Westbrook. I hope to tune into the next episode. God, I hope the 50-50 goes my way. I just want to watch Bully Beat Down. Because it's only 20 minutes, you know? Uh, That's good tech. I was going through my iTunes, and I'm like trying to clean it up, just like delete some stuff on there. I've deleted a lot, most of the country stuff. Sorry, Parker. And I realized that I have the, <laughs> I realized that I have the soundtrack to The Jungle Book. I'm like, what is that doing there? Like, the whole score and everything. And I realized that was from uh, a couple years ago when we were doing, like, one of those office things. Like, what's the best Disney song? We did, like, a March Madness bracket for everything. And uh, I was listening to the soundtrack. Like, hey, wait, this is pretty good. I'm going to rewatch the 1967 version of The Jungle Book, which has some sentimental value to me. That was the first date for my parents after they met at a Marx Brothers Film Festival. And I remember I watched it a lot, and it was one of my favorite movies. And, uh, Mark. <laughs> uh, don't tell my dad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I the Jungle Book is still fine, but I definitely don't like it as much I, as I used to. It's very clearly a children's movie. You see, this is me growing up before your eyes. I've <laughs> come so far. <laughs> it had to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. Guys, now that I've reached 34, I kind of yeah. feel like these are, these are a little silly. I, I, mean, I don't know if you guys know this about the Jungle Book, yeah. but it's kind of for babies. Yeah. I, I, I like it better than the original book. Uh, turns out, Mowgli's kind of a psychopath in that book. Uh, the original, the way it came about is uh, Walt Disney's on his deathbed. He hands the book to his uh, his animator and says, the first thing I want you to do is not read it. And then they had to like know the character's name. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's decent. Uh, oh my god. This sounds like the most annoying shit on the fucking planet. What? We're going to adapt this book. Now, everyone, look. You see on your desk, you have a copy of this book. Now, throw it in the trash. Like, <laughs> fuck off. I'm over this. Yeah. Uh, this is the movie that killed him. So, anyway. Uh, Good. Oh, speaking of dying. <laughs> R.I.P. Bozo. Now, I don't remember why I watched this, but it should provide good content. <laughs> My favorite intro to anything yeah. ever. And it's not on the list either, so and then I would know why I watch it. But uh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. back in the lab, huh? Working out combos. I feel so it. here's no. So here's the thing about Ricky Gervais. Now, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god! Now put him on bully beat down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, which one would he be? Oh. Bullied kid? Yeah. <laughs> I think oh I think Richie Ricky Gervais is very talented. I think he can be and often is I think he often is very funny. I've heard him on podcasts, I've seen things that he's done, and he is 
at times very very humorous and i think that there is a value to him and i i kind of like him sometimes that being said there was a point and i guess he hasn't given this up but i remember it was really a lot more prominent in the late 2000s where he was really on that atheism kick like really wanted to hammer that nail and thus we get a movie called the invention of lying you guys know I like... Sp- oh, why would you do this? <laughs> you guys know how much I like speculative fiction. Now... Oh my god, it's like idiocracy, but for even more retarded it's people. It's so much worse than idiocracy, dude. So... Uh, follow-up but, question, where you're like, yeah, he's been on some funny stuff, I like him. How long ago him. was he on these things? That's a good question. Also, like also name ago. one. I, there was a podcast that he did where I listened to it. I was like, wait, he's he's really funny. Maybe I just like Stephen Merchant more. Wasn't that in like 2005? I don't know. Maybe. I guess. That's a long ass time yeah. ago. Look, I don't follow him like specifically. It's just every once in a while YouTube will recommend something and be like, oh, hey, that was kind of fun. You gotta uh, fix your algorithm. I probably do. <laughs> you know, yeah, you need more O's the mentalist. Yeah, yeah, I, I should try to get that, yeah. Anyway, the invention of lying. There is a world in which no one has ever thought to tell a lie yet. They just tell the truth oh, all the time. God. Which, right off the bat, I'm kind of reminded of The Purge, where it's just like, here is a concept, and we're going to do nothing interesting with it. Uh, the basic idea is Ricky Gervais really wants to get with um, Jennifer Garner. And uh, she doesn't want to fuck him because their kids would I be. Wonder why their kids would be fat uh, and half British. Also, oh, I'm just being honest, is it? Yeah. Okay. They, by the way, that's the thing cool. is they never explain what a British guy is doing in America. I thought we had laws here. Uh, so any anyway, he uh, he accidentally invents a lie while he's in line at the bank and says, "No, my account actually has eight hundred dollars." And they're like, "Well, it says here uh, it's a hundred dollars." But we always tell the truth, so the computer must be wrong. Here's your money. He's like, wow, I could just do this. And, uh, you know, various things go in there. There's a lot of celebrities in this movie. Park, you like celebrities, right? Uh, Oh. Yeah, so you like Louis C.K. with no beard. He's in there as his best friend. Um, Stay cooking this? I, I would vouch for Louis C.K. That man has never done anything yeah. wrong. Jonah Hill is in this. Jeffrey Tambor is in it as his boss. Rob Lowe is in it as his co-worker. They done like Tina Fey as a secretary. They get My them. favorite yeah. fan of the NFL. <laughs> Jason Bateman <laughs> is a doctor in this. Christopher Guest. I'm surprised he showed up in a British movie. Eric Andre, cameo role. Philip Seymour Hoffman. You think it would have better things to do? But the one, the one that hurt me the most was Ed Norton plays a cop. Come on, man! You don't have to do this. You don't even like him. Only burned every other bridge. Yeah. You do in fact have to do yeah. this. So uh, here's uh, a critical point How in you the get movie. Fired off the fucking Incredible Hulk, my dude. <laughs> Chill out. So here's what happens. Uh, his mother is dying of um, death. And he's at her bedside, and she says, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm so scared. I'm all alone. I I don't want to die." He says, it, "It's okay. You're going to a better place in the sky with the Lord." And uh, and she believes it because he wants to comfort her in her death. Obviously, Ricky Gervais wouldn't believe in anything so silly, but someone overhears him, and since everyone tells the truth in whatever the hell this is, they believe that. There is a god now, so he accidentally invents religion, and the rest of the... This is like 
40 minutes into the, 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 the plot. The, that is the entire <laughs> plot of this movie. He accidentally invents religion and he has to explain to people the rules of Christianity. Oh my god, even Penn and Teller wouldn't It do is this. so much worse than you could possibly imagine. Throw up. <laughs> it is so bad. Not a single laugh to be had. So, uh. I'm glad you had fun, though. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't recommend the eventual line. Uh. I you remember, uh, well, not remember, I know you remember when uh, Russell Crowe uh, beats the shit out of that guy with cancer to beat up that pussy cancer. <laughs> so Megan Miller comes in with Ricky Gervais, right? <laughs> 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 and he brings John Abraham to beat the piss out of his dying mom <laughs> to get the cancer out of her. Making movies, making songs, and fighting around the world. Uh, well, after that movie, I have to admit. I kind of thought to myself, Man, do I even want to watch any more movies? I don't fucking like this movie. Do I want to be alive? <laughs> do I like... Am I a Christian anymore? I was very close to just saying, hey guys, podcast is canceled. Just don't... <laughs> well, you know, he's very persuasive, so I understand yeah. why he'd make... You That's the thing, is I question my faith. Like he made so many good points yeah. I've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he used facts and logic to defeat the idea of Relgon. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, any, everything changed when I... Uh, after... After the Patriots uh, stumbled ass backwards into a win against the worst quarterback in the league, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to watch." I love you, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be watching any of those afternoon games. Uh, I'm going to watch. Are a, real? Yeah, I'm not going to be watching those games. I'm going to go to the theater and I'm going to watch my favorite movie, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And uh, I went with one of my friends, and uh, that's. I mean, it's just a personal movie. It's just one of those things where I personally love it so much. I, at times, literally brought a tear to my eye just because it isn't even because like oh this is good. It's just like this is something that I like a lot. That being said, it's not perfect. Uh, a line that kind of makes me chuckle every single time I hear it is uh, she points the distance, bullet farmers from the bullet farm, and that's just <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's not, a real Rick you... rape moment. <laughs> the, the, did you see this in in chrome like a real cinephile or did you see it like a pleb it was it was a uh, black and chrome uh, that was the only one that they had i i i think i haven't seen that cut yet should i see that cut if i think the movie is just like regular good I, i'd say give it a shot uh because there are certain moments in which i do think it enhances the movie very slightly because of the way that it's edited in some of the action scenes uh, there's a scene in which one of the cars is going down the road really fast, and in black and white, it almost looks like a Buster Keaton movie. For about, like, ten frames, though, because everything else is... I mean... Okay, how do I put this? Some people say that this is George Miller's preferred cut. That is incorrect. His original idea was to shoot this movie in black and white and silent. And then the studio told him, hey, could you not do that? And he was like, okay, fine. And then he shot it in color, and the color is important. And when you're shooting in color, you pay attention to this stuff, so... One of the most well-known parts is, like, uh, you know, he's got, like, the thing in the back of his neck with, like, the blood. If you don't see the blood coming down the chain, then it just looks like a chain, and you, you kind of lose the effect. There's also, like, the flare in the middle of the road, which is whatever. Uh, Riley Keough's uh, red hair, which kind of stands out. And I like the day-for-night stuff where it looks more blue than black. So I do prefer the color version, but I also like the black and chrome version more than any other movie I've seen anyway. So... Uh, if you haven't seen it, give it a shot, and if it doesn't do anything for you, it, it's totally fine. This is a movie that, like, I just like more than other things. Speaking of, uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned, what was, the, what was the one I did last week where I was like, oh no, it was, like, it was the Dark Knight Rises one, where I'm like, yeah, I like to try things over again. You know, sometimes I'm just wrong. 
And uh, sometimes I feel in the back of my head, man, did I fuck up on that one? Did I get that one completely wrong? And one that I feel about very strongly is uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Now, I I hated that show. At first, I kind of liked it. I thought it was okay. Then it went on. I got kind of bored. Then I started to resent it. Then I just like hated it, partially because of the fans or whatever. But I thought in my head, you know, a lot of people talk about this. You know, maybe maybe there's something here that I'm just not getting. Now, I could have revisited the whole show, but that's like 26 episodes, and I don't have time for that. I mean, Parker, why would I watch something that I know I'm not going to like? I'm just not going to waste my yeah. time like that. What kind of fucking idiot <laughs> would do that every week of the live and go, damn, I'm unhappy all the time. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. I didn't really feel like doing that. But I heard through the grapevine that uh, they have condensed the episodes into little movies that you can watch, and they're called uh, Evangelical. Jillian colon 1.0 you are parentheses not alone and Evangelion. She's grabbing some nerd and be like, "Why didn't you fucking tell me this three years ago?" Not when does the parenthesis end? Uh, after <laughs> not, I don't know why they do that. I guess it's to. Here's the thing: Evangelion is and always has been fake high IQ. I'm gonna steal it one from Alex. It's no, it's, you're correct. Yeah, I know like, that. Yeah, yeah that's I, just. I'll, I've got your back on that. Right. One. Yeah. That is that's, the ultimate fake IQ. Program. Yeah. Exactly. It's even the creator has admitted it's not quite as deep as people seem to think. Like I just chose the name Angels for the monsters because it sounded cool. You know, they're coming from the skies. That makes sense. I'm a big fan of, Oh, well, we know they're not real. All the symbolism. Like, look at them on, like, all the crucifixes. What are you trying to say about religion? He's like, I just like that scene in Ultraman when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It means nothing. It owns. So... Anyway, so taking the first, like, six to eight episodes, which were the only ones that I actually enjoyed, and putting them into a movie that's an hour and a half long, I'll give it a shot. Well, you know, what could possibly go wrong? Well, the problem is it's still an Evangelion, so I don't really love it, but this is a series where I liked it the most. I uh, And there is actually a notable improvement. The character of Rey, who is a little 14-year-old girl that all the fans want to fuck, she's got blue hair, and in the in the original series, she is not a character. She doesn't have a personality. You can't describe her as anything other than lifeless. So I, I don't count that as a character. I So I don't know why people <laughs> like her. Uh, and in this one, she smiles very briefly. I'm like, oh, that's such a big improvement. That is that is something. And she has a character relationship with another person. I'm like, hey, this is great. What an improvement. Uh, imagine you're like, damn, girl, who got you smiling like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but the, like you talk about this, made me think about a tweet I saw the other day. Just day and night, the libertarian seems to find an Asian wife. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking crushed me, dude. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, you still uh, there's still a nude scene with her. Thanks for that, guys. Uh, well, I mean, it's Japan. What can you do? Yeah, uh, it's the, it's uh, yeah. heritage, not hate. Yeah. Well, in the in the second one, uh, Asuka comes in, and unfortunately, she somehow I don't even know who that is. She's she's the one with the red hair, and uh, in the original series, she's kind of a bitch, and in the movie, she's really a bitch. She is really really obnoxious to everyone, and uh, to the extent that that's just now her character. I I don't know. I, I'm not really in, totally enthused by it, but I didn't hate it. I was just like, well, this is okay at best. It has somewhat better animation. I think the, the nicest thing I said about the original series is it looks great, except when it doesn't. Parker, I think you said, uh, yeah, and Sandy said, I know I have to, but you don't have to, okay? You don't have to, you, you don't, don't just yeah. have to, like, waste your time watching things that you don't even know if it's going to be any good. Why would yeah. anyone yeah. Do that? Would be a Who silly would do thing that? Do what that? kind of 
fucking idiot. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he used the few hours he has in the day to be like, I'm yeah. going to watch something that's bad. Anyway, you fucking losers haven't done your assignments. Sorry, continue. Yeah, right. I. Uh, so here's my thing. I'm going to have to watch the third one because I got to know, are they going to keep the scene in which he jerks off on her comatose body? Because that's where I really, that's where I really turned on the series. I was just like, all right, fuck this. People be like, oh man, I understand it. I have depression. Dude, I don't feel great myself watching this. I'm like, at least I'm not that fucking kid. So I. Day and night. It's going to be in my head. I I know. I know. You're welcome. I'm going to send that to Alex. All right, uh, next one here. Oh, this one's kind of boring. Um, I watched The Road, based on Cormac McCarthy's novel. Cool. I I like the book a lot. The book is very, very well done, and the movie is nowhere near as good as the book to the extent where I just tell people, hey, just watch the book. Like, the movie starts with a voiceover narration with Viggo Mortensen saying, yeah, the world was desolate and alone. I'm like, you could just show it. It's a visual medium. People had turned into cannibals. I'm like, you're just giving away the whole... Whatever. So, I I don't know. I can't really get into the road. Uh, and what kind of uh, bothered... What, could? No, I want to talk to you about this when you're done. Okay, well, like, I just... my one other thing... That, that was me raising my hand without having oh, to look. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me, let me put it in there. Where the... There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Alex. No, no, finish. Oh, I, finish. The, 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 well, the thing I had is like a sort of like an after the, the point. It's still about the road, but it's, it's really about another movie from the same director that hasn't come out yet. Okay, so. in that case, I'll talk about the road for like 30 seconds. All right. Um, so it was very funny to me being somebody who was online with a bunch of people who read the book and were like, oh my God, I can't believe they didn't have enough of them munching on that fucking fetus. Like, you know, you don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> like you really don't. I agree. But like all of them were like that for whatever fucking reason. Mm-hmm. But also I think I hate the ending of that movie. That's like in like my top five most hated endings of movies. And I know that like, it's not a complete departure from the book. However, like, the fact that I had to watch two hours of this guy trying to drill into his kid's head, like, hey, whatever you do, don't fucking talk to strangers, and the guy dies, and then five seconds later he's talking to strangers. It's like, well, what the fuck was the point of this? Like, why did you why did you film it this way? Like, why did I watch two hours of that only for the kid to go, okay, well, that wasn't important. Like, you just told me this, this entire story was irrelevant. Like, well... Sorry. Well, I, I think that's I think that's a really fair question to ask because, uh, and th- I'm going to have to say this as a book different because that the ending is really not tremendously different from uh, the the book's ending, and yet I when I was reading, I, I've read the bo- I've read the book. Okay, yeah. So I was reading the book's ending, and it, it really made me sit down and think like, why would he do that? What is he trying to get across here? Also, I really liked the last like paragraph of that book. I was I thought it was really excellent writing. Whereas when he do it in the movie it doesn't quite feel the same. You, you don't really feel the same about ruminating about why he was doing that. And I think that's one of the differences between movies and books is uh, the way that you're going to use this sort of language. And the book's minimalism with its language, I think, works so well for me. And the movie just doesn't do it the same way that, that I would have hoped. Honestly, I think if this movie had come out like 10 years after it did and people realized you could do this sort of thing without telling everyone everything, then this movie might have been a little bit stronger. So, I don't know. The thing I was going to end it with is this same director is apparently the one who has been tapped for the in-pre-production version of Blood Meridian, which I haven't read yet, but I would really like to read. Oh my god, why are they making a movie out of Blood Meridian? Well, That's a mistake. Yeah, probably. Uh, I I don't know. We're going to have to see how this goes. 
if if it's the same director, I don't know. I, I don't think this is going to be a great adaptation to begin with. But then again, what from what I know about Blood Meridian, maybe don't. So, oh, okay, I'm going to end this really quickly. Uh, there's only one more that I feel like talking about. It's one from the list. It's Parker. We were talking about it off mic. I guess I will talk about The Fourth Kind. <laughs> <laughs> now you might be wondering what the hell is that well the kinds are uh, remember Close Encounters of the Third Kind apparently some fucking UFO researcher said there's different kinds of encounters with UFOs and this one's the fourth one what does that uh, mean I don't know oh uh, let me be clear that, that's the thing there's a fourth kind I'm, of no, I'm, I'm aware I'm aware because uh, this is apparently I, I, based I, I on need, a I need story. to say that as, <laughs> as a real UFOologist I need to say that yeah well uh this is allegedly based on a true story when uh, we know that because actress Mia Jovovich walks up to the camera at the beginning of the movie and says, hello, I am actress Mia Jovovich. I play this character in this movie. The, these events are based on true stories. We are portraying them in a fictional context. We will let you, the audience at home, decide. And uh, that's the shittiest thing I've ever seen in my life. This movie is boring <laughs> like as fuck. It's a fuck. fucking episode of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> it really is, dude. <laughs> what is this? It, it straight up sounded like a Fox News host saying, we report, you decide. So, don't watch the fourth kind. I was bored out of my skull watching this. Uh, Parker, you said that apparently it scared a lot of your little friends. Dude, I see that shit all the time. People <laughs> reference this movie. It's like, man... Sometimes you forget that, like, four years in age difference, when you're that young, is in eternity. Because I watch this shit, like, this is the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. Why are we pretending this is... Why are we trying so hard to pretend this is real or any of this actually happened? And then it's got, like, the side-by-side at the end with, like, the actual footage and the actors. I'm like, yeah. oh, why'd you, why don't you just show the original footage and then make it, like, a documentary? Yeah. And then, like, people literally, like, four years are going to be like, oh, my God, I couldn't sleep for nights when I saw this as a kid. <laughs> It's like, damn, time really do be working that way, huh? Oh, uh, it sucks. The only other thing I, I watch, I guess, is like, uh, Gareth Edwards made a movie called Monsters. Boy, this one didn't do anything for me. A, there's a bunch of uh, kaiju in uh, in Mexico. You only see them for like 30 seconds at the end of the movie. That's what I heard, and that's I, why I didn't watch it. Yeah. I feel like we shouldn't let anybody named Gareth do anything artistic like that just seems like a mistake yeah but gareth sounds like uh <laughs> gareth sounds like uh mayhem miller trying to say garrett <laughs> it sounds like if there was like a third windsor brother after harry and the other one hey gareth we got the cutting your star wars movie uh we don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i did like the the one it was one of the biggest movie mistakes in history and it was like the twilight zone killing three people but above that was firing uh lord and miller from star wars <laughs> This is a good bit, honestly. <laughs> Chris Rock slapping like number four is such a good bit. Whoever wrote that owns. All right, Alex, what did you watch? Uh, so I'm gonna just punt on no one will save you to Parker segment because I feel like he probably has oh, yeah. a lot to say about that. Uh, but we will talk about that very briefly. Um, or not, not very briefly, but you know, it might in, be in detail later. Yeah. We'll see. I, 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 I will, I will say my things briefly before that because uh-huh. I have two rewatches and a fucking episode that I was assigned from the game of games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, on this show, we love Popstar. That is something that I think is fair to say. I, I think we're three for three on that, mm-hmm. unless oh, Chris yeah. hasn't seen no, it, like in which it's like a very strong two out of three. <laughs> but uh, uh, I just I want to say for the record. 
that having Maya Rudolph drop a hard R is, like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a fucking movie. And I always forget it's coming. And I don't think there's anybody else that could make that joke that funny because I don't think we have any other black people that are that light-skinned. <laughs> so, just the, the fact that you go, like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, wait, no, no, that's good. Like, it's, it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. Like... I'm so happy that joke's in that movie. <laughs> Do not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, like, we've talked about so many jokes in that show. I feel like that's one we haven't discussed. So just putting that out there. Like, like the fact that there's all these deleted, like they did the whole album and they filmed stuff for almost every single song and then most of it didn't even make the movie. Like yeah. the effort to write record and then like do a whole stage sequence for a song where that's just about going to see the Mona Lisa and be like this thing fucking sucks <laughs> and that's the entire song it's so good I, I think fuck off is still my favorite from the whole thing oh, fuck off is so good that's, yeah. that should be good I don't care about momentum playlist. or pacing I don't care about any of that that song's incredible well uh I'm glad you guys brought up the Mona Lisa because I rewatched one other movie that I've seen several times in my life this week so uh you see, like, my wife finally got fed up with, like, me asking her what she wanted to watch, and she didn't know. So she just, like, made a fucking list of, like, 300 movies she wants to watch, which, uh, you know, Chris hears the word list, his eyes light up. 300 first movies, three we've to. <laughs> the first three we've gotten to in that list were Red Eye Pop Star and I Know What You Did Last Summer, which, um... Three for three. No wonder you were thinking I, of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I, look, I, I, I say this... I'm aware that I sound prone to hyperbole at times on the show, but I try to avoid it at all times. I very much am more predisposed to be like, the, all right, calm down. We don't need to say that everything is the greatest thing ever. That said, nobody on earth has ever looked more attractive than Jennifer Love Hewitt in this movie. Like, oh my fucking God. Like, I, I don't have enough positive words to say about how good she looks in this movie. Uh, which is saying something when she's co-starring alongside Sarah Michelle Gellar, who, you know, in 1997, every man on Earth just would have done anything to be with. Parker, um, is this what I sound like when I was talking about that girl in the Godzilla movie? Yeah, probably, but, like, more more when uh, more when you're talking about some movie from the 40s. Ever wow, Betty Davis is a real hot uh, number! <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'll take your word for it, buddy. I'm never gonna find out. But, uh, um... Every time I watch this movie, I feel like it's better than the last time. Uh, I think this is, like, actually a perfect fucking movie in a lot of ways. Like, I don't like to give five stars to a lot of movies. Not, not like, on Letterboxd, because that doesn't matter. That's fake. But, I mean, like, in my actual personal writing system, I think this movie has everything that I want from a slasher movie. Which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm deferring to two horror experts here when I say that. Oh, one, but, and his apprentice. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. One and a half horror Thank experts. You. you know, someday you'll get there, buddy. Yeah. But uh, not if he has anything to say. Fucking, <laughs> I fucking love this movie. The fact that it's set in like a beach town, and that we get the time jump after ten minutes to one year later, and it's like, oh, it's been a year. You know, like why hasn't anything bad happened? It's like, oh, well, because they go to this stupid, shitty little fishing beach town to party because they're rich douchebag college kids. And then you go back there, and 
the fact that they can't pick the killer out of anything because everybody there is just walking around in fishing slicks. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I fucking love this movie, dude. Speaking of parody. Like, I, I could live in this movie. I, it's just, like, my favorite fucking movie of this whole genre. I would watch this over Scream anytime. I don't care how controversial that is as a take. I fucking love this movie. Well, I... I don't have love for either one of those movies, but what I do love about it is it led to my favorite joke in a scary movie. I'll grab his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Overmodulated louder than everyone else's dialogue. (laughs) You know, when I rewatch scary movie again in 20 years, I'll uh, back you up on that. Yeah, well, it's on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that doesn't mean fucking anything to me buddy because i'm not a fucking loser that's only and one that, list and that's I take that his back. lovely wife's yeah. <laughs> what's next on the docket oh you know, can you imagine I if i no went through all of, if, can you imagine if i went through emily's list and completed it before she did buddy if you want to follow her on letterbox i'm sure you can see whatever list this is yeah, i'll just do it that way i do in i'll fact, start want to do that. you should because uh you'll know exactly what i'm watching without my opinions oh on my it. god i get like further uh, than they do when i start like oh man i can't believe they had norm of the north on there <laughs> I, it, it makes me so happy that she rated fucking bodies 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 a half star 20 minutes in what <laughs> just oh, like never changed come it on. she hates that fucking movie oh. she hates it so much you know you can't you can't always yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? Everyone has their own opinions. Not, of course. Uh, speaking of opinions, I need to talk about a show that I have very strong opinions about called The Immortal. So, uh, Parker, have you heard of this one? Yeah, um, in my research, I've come across it, yay, once or twice. Would like to watch it again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Parker explained the setup of the part one of the two-part uh, series opener of the show last week uh however i needed none of that because this show has a nice hearty three and a half minutes of previously on so i saw all of it now i don't know if they do this for every episode or if they were just worried that a lot of people were tuning in to episode two of the immortal and needed to make sure nobody was lost in the plot but uh yeah let me uh Let me just talk about what happens in this episode in case this doesn't happen again in episode three, when I'm sure somebody will be watching this again. Uh, So, as Parker knows, I'm sure, you have Lorenzo Lamas, who's like a 500-year-old swordsman, who uh, is also a demon who's being haunted by other demons because they want to kill him for immortality or fucking whatever. Uh, And also, he has like a little blonde guy, Cuck, as like his eternal squire, I guess. Um... Is that fair to say, yeah. Parker? He's dressed okay. like a cool kid in the year 2000, <laughs> and he's supposed to be like a like a teenage boy, but also he's clearly like 27, just wearing yeah, a of backwards hat and a starter jacket. Well, anyway, this episode starts with him getting kidnapped and taken to what I assume is hell, um, but uh, which actually... I, what I have written here is that it looks like a high school haunted house, but the thing it actually looks like is uh, if you ever played Paper Mario... Uh, between Worlds 2 and 3, when you have to go through that haunted forest to get to the Boo Mansion, it's, like, oh identical God. to that. Oh, um, gosh, this is so fucking bad. <laughs> so, he's down there. Uh, he's getting bullied by the bad guys, who are the hot Asian lady and a guy that looks sort of like da- uh, David Tennant, who I was going to refer to as Dime Store David Tennant until I found out that his name is Malice. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Jason so, Malice Miller. Uh, <laughs> so he is the bad guy. Um, they they have this little blonde twink dude kidnapped. Uh, we cut back to our hero, Lorenzo Lamas, and his assistant, uh, Parker. Would you like to give her job title again? <laughs> oh, the parapsychologist? Yeah, para, of course, stands for paranormal. Of course, um, yeah. 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 So... They're talking about how they're going to get his friend back. Uh, she apparently doesn't know he's 500 years old or whatever. But her plan is like, all right, well, you know, if demons are living in the real world, the demons must have a place where they go to for their auto care because they have to drive around. And this is a direct quote from the show. Even demons need their oil changed. So, uh, <laughs> that show is so good, dude. They go to stake out a bunch of auto shops. Um now, on the way, now, uh, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of Aaron Sorkin and his work, and he is very much the master of the walk and talk. So, when I see a walk and talk in another format, I immediately key into what's going on. In this case, it's the two of them driving around in her convertible. I heard the first line of this, and I paused and grabbed a pen and paper, because I knew we were getting a lore dump. So let me read this to you, word for word, for when you are next watching The Immortal. Okay, here's the drill. Malice and Vashista are class A demons. They're oh more God. powerful than you can imagine. Then there's your garden variety class B demon. They occupy levels of importance like politicians, tax auditors, and lawyers. Then below them are class C vermin, strictly bottom feeders. Gangbangers, drug dealers, wife beaters, street mimes. Your basic scum. <laughs> did you say? Did you say street mimes? I sure did. I hope that comes up later. It has not come up yet. Uh, long story short, they find the car dealership for demons. <laughs> so <laughs> they go in. And there's this fucking minor demon they're harassing, because, you know, used car salesman, I guess, whatever. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas lops off his hand with a sword, and the hand scurries away, and he's like, oh, you know, like, I forget what they're called, but, you know, the, the, the demons that can, like, be broken apart into parts, like, you know, real scum of the earth. So naturally, within five seconds, he chops off the guy's head, and he's holding up, and he's interrogating a disembodied head. Now... You're interrogating a disembodied head at a, a car dealership. You're trying to find your friend. What would you do in this scenario? Of course, you would dunk the head in a soapy fucking bucket of water. It fucking waterboards this head. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking car wash bucket, which is incredible. Uh, we cut back to Dime Store David Tennant and Vashista as they're interrogating the blonde kid as we find out that he has been a teenage virgin for 400 years <laughs> it is unbelievably good because the hot lady demon wants to fuck this kid so badly because he's a virgin and the other guy's like no no we have plans for him Whatever. Cut back to our heroes. As Lorenzo Lamas is explaining to us that demons canonically did, quote, all of the wars and also the Holocaust. So, this is the kind of universe we're dealing with. Harriet Tubman um, wasn't there to stop it. 
<laughs> we start building to our showdown as Lorenzo Lamas goes into, I guess, the hell. Uh, and the lady stays upstairs. Uh, the lady demon comes to bother the human parapsychologist lady. And she uses her demon magic to first put the lady's feet inside the cement of the road so she just can't move. And then use her demon magic to turn the lady's cool convertible into a shitty car. Um, I guess that's what demons do here. Um, you know, she talks like, ha ha ha, you're never gonna rescue him. But, you know, whatever. We cut back to fake hell, where Lorenzo Lamas is deflecting poison crossbow bolts with his sword for like a minute and a half. Uh, at one point, Malice, who he's fighting, says, and I quote, have you actually checked out my website yet? Because <laughs> uh, you just needed another hint that the show took place during this time. Uh, during this whole like period, the teenage version is like frozen in fake carbonite, but it just looks like he has whipped cream on his face, which, uh, you know, yeah, production values. It, it is what it is. Uh, our hero chops off Malice's hand. Malice and Vashista run away, and they get their friend back, and like, wow... I sure hope we solve all these demon mysteries. And then we cut back to the demons. And the lady demon and Malice with one hand are, like, apparently mad at each other despite the fact they were making out five minutes beforehand. And the lady demon goes, I'll see you in hell. And then Malice goes, ladies first, and opens up a portal that looks like the Looney Tunes logo and drops her into it. And she goes, no! And then he lops off her hand before she falls through. And all of this is really weird to me, because, you know, I kind of thought demons lived in hell, but apparently in this, hell is bad for demons. Um, and then it ends. Uh, so what I'm saying is this show is incredible, and uh, I can't wait for somebody to see more next week. If anyone ever uh, puts the show on the ban list, it's it might ruin <laughs> our friendships. <laughs> that would be irreparable. I told Parker two weeks ago that I was thinking about banning this show out whenever I lost on the wheel, but now that I've watched it, absolutely not. No way in hell. This show fucking owns. Do you it's remember, so good, dude. Remember a couple weeks ago when you watched uh, WrestleMania 17, or as it's known, WrestleMania X7? How could I forget? Do you remember the tables, ladders, and chairs match? Obviously. Everyone in this show looks like someone in that match. <laughs> Every single character... Most of them look like Edge and Christian, but everyone in that show resembles someone in that match. And that's why it's so good. Because, like, we love these time capsules of, like, 2000, 2001 American media, but 2000, 2001 Canadian media. Now, now we're cooking. I, I've never seen this show, so I, I don't know whether this is accurate or not, but, uh... Every time somebody tells me that Supernatural is good, this is what I picture. <laughs> <laughs> but if Supernatural's half as good as this, I'm going to start watching it. <laughs> well, bad news. There's like 25 seasons of it, so. All right. I, instead, I will watch The Immortal. <laughs> uh, shit. I fucking love The Immortal, dude. Uh, How did you find this again? Did you search um, magic TV shows? Yes. <laughs> Literally, yes. It was the only good thing that came up, and I was like, oh, this has magic and time travel. Like, done. Sign me up. I would have done uh, it, too. How could you not? Like, now that I've seen one episode of this, I just want to watch this for the rest of the year. But, uh, unfortunately, 
That requires my teams to win, which we will get to later. Parker, what did you watch? I know one of the things, and we'll talk about it. Oh, buddy, buddy. Okay, well, first of all, um, we watched half of Jackass Forever, which I hadn't watched since the theater. Yes. With a room full of people who had not seen it. And let me tell you, uh, just seeing a bunch of people who didn't know what was coming watch the reveal of Danger Aaron leaving the pitch black room and running straight into the hanging <laughs> pots and pans. <laughs> It really brings a smile to my face. It's one of the funniest reveals. (laughs) One of the funniest reveals I've ever seen in a movie. It's so goddamn funny. Johnny Knoxville, welcome to hell. It's like it sucks that you can never go back to watching it for the first time, but you can watch other people watch it for the first time. And the way it's framed when you know it's coming, and it just he he's freaking out like about to have a full on like meltdown. He opens that door, walks in, and you just see the other angle as he's entering into the room. It's it really those, man. Those movies have scene, amazing editing. That scene when Zach ass goes across the fucking table, like oh my god! <laughs> and I will continue to say like that's what sets these apart is the framing and the editing and the timing are all. It's perfect, like. Anyone can, like, throw their friend into a bunch of mousetraps. But the way these are staged, and the way they're shot and cut together, where you know what's coming, like, a second before they do, it's it's perfect. Parker. I, yeah. If if we were able to get footage of, of uh, Commander Biden and put Bonnius talking about the bird over it. Um, <laughs> 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 Please don't <laughs> I just want to say, I, th- I think we might get 100,000 likes. <laughs> we'll finally go viral <laughs> for the presidential dog attack. <laughs> but uh yeah, that that movie's still perfect. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get to finish it, but it's always next time. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. So, uh I did in fact take your advice and I watched theater camp instead of the afternoon games on Sunday. Hell yeah, that, brother. That yeah. was a that was a strong move. Um, Good. I'm glad you I liked think, it. A thing that you definitely hit on was it's such a delicate balance to whether this movie is laughing with you or at you. And I knew I was in good hands very early on where it shows that the name of the camp is Adirond Axe. A-C-T-S. <laughs> All, right. All right, this movie's going to be pretty good. Now, I don't remember. Did you uh, did you describe the inciting incident that puts this movie into motion? No, I did not. <laughs> well, so this is like a famous little theater camp going on. And... Um, this crew goes up to film them, and like a day into filming, <laughs> the uh, lady Joan, who runs the camp, um, has a seizure, which is brought on by strobe lights during a song from Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> so she spends <laughs> the whole movie comatose. Yes. So so her dipshit moron fail son influencer has to come in and run the camp. <laughs> uh, I, Parker, just before we continue about that, um, obviously too old for this role, but. That guy's just doing Channing Tatum, right? Oh, absolutely. He, 100%, yeah. This guy is like, I don't even know his name, but he pops up every once in a while, and he's always funny and shit. I really want to rewatch American Vandal, because he's one of the main characters in that first season. Oh, fuck, that's right, he is. I I desperately need to rewatch that now. Because I love, (laughs) one of the first things we see of him is he's in her office looking at the wall, and he, there's a giant playbill posted on the wall, and he just looks and goes, "Playball, so fucking good." <laughs> but uh, what works is the fact that at no point in this movie is he like malicious to these kids. 
Like, he clearly does not understand a single thing that's happening. There's no line where he's like, oh, these kids are so fucking gay. Well, who cares about dancing? Like, he genuinely wants what's best for all these kids and wants them to succeed. He just doesn't know what's happening. Which is good, instead of just making him the most annoying stock jock villain. It's just a guy out of his element. And I also like the uh, guy and girl teachers who have the energy of a couple that's been married for like 30 years and kind of hate each other, but also still yep. love each other. They are wonderful. The fact that, like, the major, like, second act, like, contention in the plot is that she got a theater job and he's mad that he didn't also get one <laughs> is perfect. It's fucking perfect. A theater job on a fucking cruise? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> but, like, the most important thing is this movie would be, you make or break it with the kids because, look, they have to be the perfect level of annoying theater kids. And if that's tipped too far on either side, this movie doesn't work and I'm shutting it off 20 minutes in. That is a very, very delicate balance. Because, uh, spoilers, I'm not a theater kid. I have very low patience for theater kids. And the fact that they were able to find a cast that is able to like hit this line perfectly, it, it deserves a lot of credit. Because I will be goddamned. This movie could exist in 100 different versions, and I don't finish any of them. I gotta see. I'm this. very happy. You, uh, I like that we all were probably in the same boat of like, ah, someone will probably watch this and tell me if it's good. So thank you yeah. for doing that. I was that really for hoping me. it would be me, but it's not on Solo Goes yet. It was on her list, so we watched it. <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, gonna start getting on her list. You, well, so the thing is, like, I am the person on this show that loves musical theater above the rest of you by like orders of magnitude. I. If I only could see musical theater for the rest of my life, I'd probably be happy. I fucking love it. Uh, the songs in this are good. <laughs> and if the songs in this weren't good, but also good in the exact same way that you can tell a theater person wrote them, like, it wouldn't work. But when they put that whole third act show on in front of all the, the fucking annoying tech bro guys oh, investor so friends, and... Bit. And they nail the finale of the show that you just assumed was in doubt this whole time. And the song is, like, actually good enough to be on Broadway. It's like, oh, yeah, this is how this usually works, huh? Because, like, you're right, the song works, the performance works. But also leading up to it where they're, like, trying to brainstorm the most dog shit off the top of your head lyrics. That, like, it sounds like a five-year-old wrote them, but they rhyme. Yeah. So like, all right, that's good. On to the next line. That's yes. all they care about. Yeah. And so that's, good. in so many cases, that's all you need. Also, um, so, I know this literally only from my wife, so if anybody is listening to this and wants to fact check me, which is literally none of you, like, please do so, um, but, uh, the, the fucking tech guy that has to fill in for the fucking lead role after she goes away to, like, a real theater camp, uh, apparently that's the Dear Evan Hansen guy that everybody hates, and, uh, he fucking crushes it in this movie. And I wouldn't have known that everybody hated him if, if somebody didn't say, like, hey, that's the guy from Dear Evan Hansen that everyone's mad because he looks like he's, like, 28 when he's supposed to be, in, like, 17. I, it's, apparently that's a great career decision for him, which yeah, I've heard from multiple people now. He's fantastic in this. He's so good. He's... But also, like, I've seen literally that exact situation, like play out in a play that i worked on so like i 
it's that that's like what makes the magic of the movie work like you as somebody that's never known or cared about anything in theater can watch this and go yeah great story and i'm just sitting there like i've been there i've been there i had to throw fucking pom-poms from underneath the fucking sphinx and joseph and the technical dream coat because some girl fucking forgot to bring them on stage like making that shit happen in real time is like the greatest feeling on earth you feel like a fucking superhero and that movie is that and it fucking kills it on that vibe and i want to crush it as a stagehand you but also you i have no confidence would've. in yeah. anything else it's like, well, I already have no friends. Should I join theater? No. I'm already skating by without getting bullied. Let me just go home and play Halo instead. The uh, the girl that convinced me to join theater just had her third kid, so uh, bullet dodged. Oh, there you go, man. Nice. Yeah, I know, right? Got some nice life experience out of it. Avoided that. That all worked out. So, speaking of things working out or not, let's talk about No One Will Save You. Oh, a movie that I watched, go. and the thing I wrote up top was like, this is a movie that Alex's wife is going to pick out for him. And then uh, you messaged me yesterday like, hey, have you heard about this? So it all worked out. Look, she moused over this. I literally, like, put my hand on her hand and went, if this is worth watching, someone will tell me. Because it's, like, number one on Hulu right now, right? It's a horror movie that's Hulu exclusive. If this is good, someone will tell me. And then I scrolled down to the description and I saw the word extraterrestrials, and I went, oh, no, no, never mind, we're watching this. <laughs> so what did you think about it, buddy? I really liked this. <laughs> like, I actually I, really, really liked it. I definitely enjoyed myself. We'll, we'll talk a bit about the third act, because that's where things got a little wonky for me. But uh, That's fair. This is just another movie where it's like, well, uh, Disney doesn't want to pay for Fox things, so we're just going to dump this right on Hulu. Which Same is insane Prey. because this, this would have made like forty million dollars in theaters yeah. easily. Yeah. Like easily. the Nun is still number one because there's no competition right now. This would have made its budget back so easily. You put a trailer like this in front of anything in theaters right now, just some girl scared in her house, and it just shows a fucking gray alien. Like, yeah, people are gonna see that. We would have seen it. This would have been this week's yeah. episode. Yeah, had we known. Look, uh, let me just get out in front of this before we talk about this more. Um, this movie, like, when you see the premise and you see that it's a Hulu release, you have an idea of how much Alien you're going to see in it. Uh, multiply that by 500. There's yeah, so much Alien in this. A lot of little little guys. The, uh, look, the number one letterbox review on this is, like, this movie is, like, getting chased by a Gary's Mod JPEG. And spot on, honestly. Like... That is, I, uh, that's perfect. I, ha- I, I have played a dozen Gary's Mod custom games that are just this movie, and that fucking owns. Like, it's... There's weird little guys chasing you around, and the whole time... Like, <laughs> I, I don't know... If, hey, did you watch this by yourself, or did you watch this with the little lady? With the little lady. Okay, so there were definitely points in the movie where her and I were sitting there watching it and she goes oh the alien's being cute right now I'm like don't trust that fucking alien what's wrong with you if this ever happens to us you cannot trust that alien and then a minute later the alien goes crazy and I'm like I fucking told you I fucking told you that alien was a bad guy like do not fall for his cute bullshit um I will say uh one thing to look out for is uh when I first started this we had football on the bigger TV because I'm an autismo and we just had it playing on the smaller TV 
could not see a goddamn thing. I had to switch them over. This movie yes, is correct. very, very, very dark. And if you're using a really basic fucking off-the-wall Samsung model that I was, uh, you can't see a goddamn thing. If you watch it on a real TV, it looks a lot better. So uh, it look, be it wary. It looked great on our 65 inches. Like We, yeah. we, we were very happy. It looked um, fantastic once I finally switched it. But at first, I could not tell what the fuck was going on. Uh, I have one huge issue with this movie that I really liked. This is like a four-star movie for me. Like, I I thought... I, we'll get to the third act in a second, but my big problem with it is you gave me too many numbers about how old the character is and how old she's supposed to be. And it's like, you can't tell me this character's 21. She just looks 27. And yeah. that's fine. And I, I'm not, I'm not age-shaming her. Like, she's good in this movie. She's very good in this movie, in fact. But... Just don't give me dates. I don't need that. Like, I like the way that it's revealed to you, you know, how involved she was in her friend's death. Because she's like a town pariah. And the whole thing is like, she's like a small town pariah. And nobody trusts her. So she can't go to the police. So this bad shit is happening. And she just has to deal with it. Uh, But don't, don't fucking give me the, oh, you're my best friend. You died ten years ago. And then show me the tombstone and the tombstone is like she died when she was 12 like this character is just not 22 she's just not she owns a fucking house she's not 22 <laughs> that's fair like point, i'm yeah. sorry she does have like, a nice this, little it house doesn't work with all her miniatures inside and like yeah we get like a little bit of like backstory about like her parents and stuff but like you're just not 22 and I understand that like the movie's supposed to set you up as like oh you know she's the old timey she's like your mom but like yeah, you, really? you come in blind halfway in this movie, you're going to be yeah. like, does this take place in the 50s? Why is she dressed yeah. like this? Yeah. And and I understand why she's dressed like this. Just, just don't give me numbers. Just don't say in the letter, it's been 10 years since you died. Just say, it's been so long since you died, and I'm fine with it. But you gave me too much information, and it fucked with my frame of reference. That's my biggest problem with the movie. I mean, if that's your biggest problem, that's that's a good that's, problem. To have. I know it's it's yeah. a great problem to have. Like it's it's what makes this a four star movie and not a four and a half star movie, and that's fine. Like I really enjoyed this, but let's talk about the third act. Um, well, before we do that, let me just say a couple things here. Um, we love the alien designs. We love that they're creepy little gray dudes, but some of them yes. have really long creepy arms. Some look like giant spider gray dudes. I love that the entire town absolutely hates her guts, so she's completely on her own. And uh, I love tractor beams. We love to see them. We love Correct. flying saucers coming down and shooting up people with tractor beams. Also, we love a movie where there's aliens where you know 30 minutes in the movie, like, oh, this character's not like living through this in a good way. There's no chance. <laughs> there's literally no chance. I love like, watching She kills a, movie... a couple aliens and that's dope, but like, yeah, no way in hell. I love watching a movie aliens. that's about aliens and then there's a giant fight with an alien 15 minutes in. We yes. love to see it. We Thank love to you. pause it and go like, oh, it's still like an hour left. I think there's going to be more aliens. And then there are, in fact, several more aliens. There's so many aliens. Because at one point, um, she's getting chased through the house, and it does that thing where she turns a corner and stabs it in the throat, and you're like, okay, and I'll do that fucking thing where we pan out from her perspective, and it's her neighbor or her mailman or something. No, it's just a big gray alien. She stabbed it in the throat. I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank the fucking Lord. Because that, that would have been my turning point of like, all right, yeah. cool. A thing I've seen a million times. 
Now, my problem with the third act is the thing I've seen a million times is... Look, I still like this movie a lot. But I can only take so many movies where it's like, oh, this is also about her trauma. I'm like, man, I, I, I don't care. I'm sorry. But that's just because I watch a million of these. Not as much no, as... you're right. Not as much right. as I watch as my good friend Chris. No one has watched more movies than him. He's the biggest horror fan I know. But, um... And, and he'll get to this yeah. eventually. It'll be on the list in two years. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, the I... more it starts unraveling into her facing her trauma about what happens, like, ah, it's, it was it was an accident. Like, it, it's, she's clearly upset about it. It was clearly an accident. I don't know why we need all this emotional baggage. I was fine uh... with her just getting chased by aliens. So, here is where I disagree. Um, normally, I'm with you. I'm tired of that shit, because in every situation, it's a fucking accident. But in this fucking movie, she bashes her best friend's head in with a fucking rock. Like, that's her fault. Yes. Like, I don't care that she's 12. Like, you have to know if your best friend shoves you down, you don't pick up a rock and beat her to death with it. Like, that... that... I thought it was just it was just one big old blow, right? She just... Smacks her right in the head and that does it? Yes, with okay. a rock. I know. Well, I mean, fair enough. I, I, I think that... So this is a movie that's set up the whole time where you're expecting it to be like, oh, you know, this poor girl, like, she's been ostracized for an accident that happened when she was a kid. And then you see what happened. It's like, oh, no, no, you fucking deserve that. Like, her parents should fucking spit on you. You're a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, her like, parents should absolutely hate her. Yeah, but also, 100%. like, hey, man, you- you should probably move out of this town. You should probably go somewhere else. I mean, yes, obviously. Everyone but, uh, hates your goddamn guts, lady. There, I have the same problem with this movie that I have with Get Out, which is, you know, you know, damning with faint praise. But um, it should have ended, like, three times before it actually ended. I didn't yeah. need the actual ending this movie had. I think you end this at almost any point in the last 15 minutes, and it's very good. And it's not to say that the ending that they actually settled on, like, takes away from that, but I feel like this movie does end, like, four times. Yeah, by the time... It's not good when, like, I'm enjoying a movie, but the time it ends, you're like, alright, fucking finally. Because this movie's, like, 90 minutes. But after it's ending after ending, you're like, you know, I understand understand where we're going. Get there. I'm just yelling roll credits the whole time because you can leave a movie like this open-ended and people will talk about it more. I think if this had a a shorter ending, maybe it gets a theater release. I don't know. But then it's at least a conversation piece. Right now, with what you get, it's not. Like, I've shit on the spinning top at the end of Inception like five times in the show. Not because I think Inception's a bad movie, but because it's just clearly, like, clickbait but for movies and a movie like this needs that so people watch it and it didn't have it and I felt a little bit cheated by that I felt like I got a little bit too much information because it feels like what they went for instead was like okay you're not going to ask what happened but you're going to ask like well then why did they let her go without the brain wipe thing or whatever you want to call it the their body snatching like why they let her go and, like, it's true that does invite that question, but also it invites in a way of, like, well, why do they do that? It doesn't make sense. Not a, why do you think they did it? It's more of a, why the fuck they do that? Yeah. Why would, exactly. why did they just drop her off? Did, did the aliens feel bad for her? They fucking stabbed your little kid alien in the head. Don't feel bad for her. She got a track record. 
That's two people she's domed right in the head. Honestly, one was a child if, and one was an alien, but still. If they rolled credits when she's getting pulled up to the ship in that tractor beam, that's like a at least a half star better for me. Like, I just, I didn't need the last ten minutes. I yeah, didn't. Your initial thing would be like, well, that was pretty sudden. I guess they got her. But, like, it'd still be better than the fucking flashbacks and her, like, you see the whole thing happen and then there's like, damn, this girl's fucked up. All right, drop her back down in this weird town now. Yeah, I, it definitely soured me a little bit. I still really enjoyed it and the fact that it's on Hulu, like, it cost oh, me there's... nothing. There's so many weird little guys in this movie. Like oh, so many I, little guys. We we love little guys. Chris, you agree? Yes. We're pro little guy here. Yeah. yeah. If you watch this, you wouldn't be upset. This is like a three star movie for you. Like everyone makes but... things. That, that, yeah, just, that I wasn't trying to be time, like, oh, like... I'm not going to see it. Like at some point, I, I yeah, suppose yeah. I will. I have to say, uh, no, theater no, camp you're literally going to have to. It will. It will be added to the list. Well, 100%, I guarantee yeah. it. What else came out this year that'd be added to? <laughs> uh, fucking none this too. And, this and talk to me. Yeah. Uh, apparently yeah, they're coming much. out with a, a new um, uh, X movie with a what's a Mia Goth? They're calling it Max XXXX Scene. It's all you, buddy. Not for me. It's for adults. It's not for children. We're gonna get like Duck to watch. I don't know which of the yous he was talking about. I don't know if he meant you. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> where's the, the way you do the good, the bad, and the ugly theme? <laughs> uh, do, do I have to watch it? Uh, unfortunately, X is on the list, but uh, the fucking um, what's the other one? The the one I know. Pearl. Yeah, Pearl. Pearl's not. Pearl. Yeah. I put some stank on that one for you. Thank you. Theater, right? That's uh, it's based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> you son of a bitch. This is one of my all-time favorite jokes. <laughs> but yeah, um, solid recommend. Like at worst, a solid recommend. I'm surprised you liked it more than I would. I'm, I'm happy for not, you. He he I, likes horror a lot more than he lets on. He does. Yeah, yeah we're always saying that. You're, you're a distant third. <laughs> and you know what? What's most important is there's just like no A24 bullshit in this, other than trauma, which I didn't care about. Like, oh, she's sad. The, yeah, I don't give a shit. There's aliens in her house. Yeah. Because it's not even the trauma, it's just the trauma leads to the ending when the ending is unsatisfying. So it's more, it's not the fact that it's like, oh good, this is a metaphor for her being sad. It's not that, it's just that it all built to the last ten minutes, which is a real like, ah, I guess the aliens feel bad for her or something? I don't know, man. I'm sure there's a read that's more intelligent than that, but... Yeah, uh, so... I kind of took this movie, like, once we see that she goes around a little bit in the second act, and, like, her neighbors got murdered, and, you know, the mailman and shit get murdered and all that, like, I kind of took it as halfway towards the Predator when they kidnap the autistic kid and decide he's, like, the missing link, and just been like, hey, this is a tough person, we should see what she's all about, which makes it interesting, because she's not actually tough, she's just better at fighting things off because of trauma or fucking whatever which I think is a more interesting reading of the movie than what you're giving it um, which is you know I, I'm not saying I'm right but I, I I think that made it like oh like, like when we get that fucking alien trying to bargain with her in her house I'm like oh they think she's like the apex predator on earth which is like that's kind of interesting that's a much more fun read I wish yeah. I read it that way 
But granted, that is also my fault for, again, having it on two screens with football on the other one. Like, I was not giving it my full attention. That's also on me. That's fair. But that is also because for the first 20 minutes, I couldn't see anything before I finally got frustrated and switched it over. So, you know, I definitely uh, hampered my own enjoyment. But oh. even then, like, still had a good time. Now, speaking of having a good time. You know, I regret many things in life. Um, but probably my biggest one is just how I spent most of high school just gaming and doing nothing else. And, like, how I stopped taking school seriously. And how, and it's not like one of those, like, guys, like, I was in all these gifted and talented classes. And now it's just, you know, nothing feels fulfilling. It's not one of those. I mean, I was in those classes, but I just didn't pay attention. So I really hate how, like, I just ruined my fucking brain. And I miss so much of, like... Again, geography, science, history, like, all of this basic information I should have, and I feel very self-conscious about it. Like, you put a fucking map of Europe in front of me and go, hey, get three of these and Italy doesn't count, I'm gonna start sweating. <laughs> you start asking me about, like, hey, do you, who is that guy that started at right tackle in, like, 2017? I start, like, smoke coming out of my ears. <laughs> I'm like, well, actually, I fucking hate it. So, like, I'm really Which self-conscious week? about how much I don't know exactly, <laughs> but how much I don't know about history. And then I watched an episode of Victoria, I'm like, actually, history's fucking gay, dude. There's no need to learn any of this. Shit sucks and it's for losers. <laughs> and much like Officer Bar Brady, I'm glad I never learned any of this and I will never study it again. Ugh. <laughs> uh. But, you know, history is important because, uh, you know, if we don't learn it, we're doomed to repeat it. And so I can't wait to take my lions again later. Well, Parker, I don't know what Victoria is <laughs> about. So can you tell us? What oh, boy. <laughs> so um, over there in those countries, they have a queen. I don't know why. She's pretty fucking lame. But this is about Queen Victoria, who seemed to be important at one point. Um, so, again, this is episode two. So I don't have any context. And also, I don't know anything about uh, U.S. or world history. So these people are all new to me. It, they could all be fucking Game of Thrones characters. It doesn't matter to me. So, um, some lady comes up and is like, V, oh, I don't think the Caribbean oil should have slaves. And she's like, yeah, I agree. And then this other guy comes up and he's, um, the Prime Minister of, uh, how do they say, Melbourne. So I'm going to say PM of M for short. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I got to go vote on this whole slavery thing. And she's like, all right, I'm just doing it. And then he leaves, and he comes back. He's like, I had the vote passed, but only by five. Uh, these guys, they, they don't like me. I got to step down. And she's like, all right. And then um, this becomes a, what I learned through Wikipedia is called the bedchamber crisis, which is just further proof that I will never learn about history. Because I read that name, and I was like, nah. I'm going to read about the Arbiter instead. Now, I don't give a fucking shit about any of this. Now I actually feel bad for putting this in there, because I have some audiobooks that Parker would very much enjoy. However, he will never listen to them, because he has to watch this instead. Yeah, what a shame. I have to watch 45 minutes of her of V trying to court these other fucking dukes and lords and all this shit, and be like, well, I I, I, I need Tories in your chamber. She's like, I shan't have it. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to do it. She's like, okay. And he's like, great. <laughs> 30 more minutes. <laughs> you know, Parker, the whole time that you were talking about that, all I could think was, I don't care. 
Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Actually, Chris thought the aliens that we were talking about before that were part of Victoria. <laughs> I was like, where does one begin and the other end? Oh, the, uh, the, the, the blokes from New South Wales have come into Parliament. <laughs> wow, these aliens fancy themselves a good rogering of our women. Parker, get back to the plot. All right, so, um, oh boy, let me see. Uh, so, uh, PM of M is like, oh, I should love my dick. I'll stay here. I am. And she's like, oh, boy, great. And they're like, you know, she's going to get married someday and she's not going to eye fuck you from across the room. He's like, oh, that it is. And then <laughs> off to the side, we have, um, her uncle. I don't know. Someone in her family is like, oh, we're going to make the people think she's crazy like her great great grandpa. King George, or a.k.a. G3, as I call him. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff going on about rats. And that's, like, their big plan. Is like, Furry and forlorn. We live in sewers and rats. We have, like, four fucking different scenes of people talking in, like, the least subtle coded things. Like, oi, this seems like the infestation is getting worse. Uh, you your men will have to investigate. And perhaps if it spreads to the other chambers, you have to investigate. The, uh, just say you're going to fucking spy on her. Like, it's <laughs> By the most... darn it, he loves me. <laughs> it's just two fat guys dressed like the sailors from the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, just loudly <laughs> winking and nodding like, we'll have to keep a close eye on the place. Like, yeah, I fucking you know, I it, hope man. it was I those two it. guys. I want to keep those two guys together. I fucking wish. <laughs> fucking Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about. You better believe it. My favorite characters. <laughs> Who else are we going to watch in that fucking movie? Fair. Paul so, uh, he... Sorry. <laughs> so we keep cutting back before like these two fucking angry pirates like scheming about like, oh, we got to make them think the queen's mad. And meanwhile, she's like 19 years old and just like staring dead-eyed at the wall be like, isn't that the most marvelous dress? And I'm like, oh, she's losing her fucking marbles, mate. It's real good. At one point, uh, when the PM of him's like, boy, they they going to outvote me next time. I gotta, I reckon I gotta step down. She just goes outside in the rain and like heavy sobs. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> and then the queen mother comes up and she's like, boy, then she goes, Mama, I love him so. He's the only one who understands. And she starts hugging her and sobbing. And like, bet 35 minutes left. So we get to the end of this episode after 17 scenes of talking about, oh, if there's a rat problem. And then it's like her fucking birthday and there's rats all over her birthday cake and she just screams nonstop. <laughs> she loses her fucking mind. And then that's their big plan of like, oh, she's in hysterics over a rat, is she? What Was it really a rat or was some sort of hallucination? And the other guy's like, I mean, actually, uh, uh, there were several rats, but maybe she overreacted a bit. He's like, ah, overreacted. I won't have lordship over her. And then they're like, no, nah, actually, everyone likes her. And then the episode ends. It's like, fucking cool. History sucks. Never learning a thing ever again. I am. Thanks for nothing. I am intimidated right now. I really thought that this was going to be just going, this is so fucking boring. Just a bunch of British people in gowns talking about the Correct. dowry. And the, I thought it was just going to be like a short thing. Like, I want to bomb Britain, like you said, about M&H. And this is different. You, you had so many details in there. And I'm intimidated because I know if we ever get another challenge in which you have to, like, consume content about a British royal family, you're going to wipe the mat with me. <laughs> this is going to... I've learned so much about 
the bedchamber. <laughs> Chris isn't used to getting blown off the map like that. Exactly. This is <laughs> this is something I'm not ready for. I'm going to have to read two paragraphs now. <laughs> the bedchamber. The royal family was in despair because she didn't want to lose two of her fucking maidens. These are me friends now. It's like, you can still talk to... You're the queen. You can just hire them to also fold your laundry. It's not that big of a deal. You can just have, like, four people cleaning your shit. But no, scandal. You're using words you don't even usually use. Despair. I thought it was just be like, I'm forlorn. Proper knackered at you (laughs) you firing me handmaidens. I reckon she's proper scuffed about this. Hello, Poppet. This is H, by the way. (laughs) Good to see that, um... I mean, it's really frustrating to watch like this was like a huge scandal to be like, man, they took over like the entire world. This, this fucking <laughs> yeah. sucks, man. How did hey, this happen? Uh, let me know if and when we see Frogmore Cottage in this. <laughs> hey, hopefully I won't see anything from this ever again. Hey, how'd your teams do? <laughs> Not good. Not good, well, I reckon. Yeah. Partner. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You can't, ah, you can't be oh, talking like that way. <laughs> I fucking love White Baby. White Baby's my best friend. Oh, that's uh, wow. that's it for me. I really put a damn pro. I watched Ninja Assassin and then I watched that. Let me tell you, that yeah. was a real whiplash. <laughs> Ninja Assassin was released in 2009. We chose this because Sho Kosugi was in it. He was in, uh, was he in last week's episode? We also chose it because two of the three of us vouched for it, and then those same two went, (laughs) oh shit, this isn't what I thought this was. Yeah, Yeah. this is completely different. So it starts off... I thought this was the Scott Atkins one. (laughs) Yeah, no, no Scott Atkins in this one. No, it's just uh, a bunch of Asian people. I was like... Man, you guys had your own movies way before Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up right here. Like, I, seeing this movie just starred that fucking K-pop guy, and imagining this coming out in the era where Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. like, did a whole fucking lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> because imagine if they put this out like seven years later, and it was Jungkook instead of this right, guy. exactly, or like, like oh my god, yeah. dude. <laughs> The biggest movie on the fucking planet, and I also would have been there opening night. Obviously, yeah. Oh, that crowd would have been insane, yeah. just screaming and screaming. And then that opens with I the guy getting his face cut in half. I know it's not crazy. Imagine? In there. Oh, take me. Can back. we just talk about the fact that the tattoo artist is afraid to say the word ninja? I also wrote down that he was afraid to say the n word. <laughs> so this isn't just a regular ninja. This is a demon ninja. Would uh would just like to state for the record for anybody that watches this movie after we talk about it, when it says produced by Grant Hill at the beginning, it's not that Grant Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the guy from the. Civil Did War. you also click on Wikipedia and go, wait a second? <laughs> Obviously, I can't be right. The Wachowskis. That can't be right. But also, I could see it. Steady on. Uh, also written Look, if by I had, Jack. If I had. Duke, I mean. <laughs> If I had that kind of money, I would also be like, hey, what are you working on over there? <laughs> hey, I'll kick 500k into that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, uh, it's also written by uh, J. Michael Straczynski. He was the guy who created and wrote Babylon 5, which I've never seen, but people say it's pretty good. 
And the story of how he wrote this movie is pretty interesting. The Wachowskis called him up and they're like, hey, we have a script and it's just not where we want it to be. Could you like look it over and make it better? He's like, okay, uh, I can work on it. When do you need this by? And they're like, we start shooting Friday. <laughs> so uh, he wrote the whole thing in 53 hours. Better him than me. I can imagine. Yeah, and you can tell. So... But in a good Dude, way. Dude, I, I, I spent nine hours on my 40-page thesis. Like, I... Trust me, I understand. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> so, a demon ninja comes from hell and uh, kills everyone in the room in, Parker, I would say conservative fashion. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, was not expect. I... When you say ninja movie, like my head just goes to like canon movies. Right, yeah. I mean, that's um, where it belongs. When this movie just owns with uh, Han from Tokyo Drift getting his head cut in half. Yeah. This is pretty excited. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, that you. kill. My, uh... <laughs> you were talking about like what if a bunch of like K pop fans watch this. I keep thinking about the opening of Evil Dead Rise with Scalp getting ripped off. Oh, so good. It's the same sort of effect. We're like, oh shit, it's that kind of movie. My my first note on this movie is that we should do an episode on the man with the iron fist because it's this. Man, that movie sucks in a very entertaining way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this movie um, in theaters we loved. It. I don't know how. <laughs> I it was had a different a good time. time, I guess. The Wachowski still had that kind of pull. Yeah. Um, Let them cook. Yeah, honestly, because that time is no longer. They do not have that draw, which is very disappointing. Because. Uh, well, maybe I mean, it I don't, don't make sense eight then. Fair. I will never watch an episode of that. Sorry, Dan. Uh, but like, you think is, so? Is a uh, hang on a second now. <laughs> is V for Vendetta good? I haven't seen that. I, since, like, I don't like it. I, I don't like that one. Um, I I disagree. I think that movie's good. Yeah. Well, like it's 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 bad, but it's good. You see, I <laughs> my thing that is that way. it's good, but it's bad. And that's you know. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I understand exactly what you think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know what? I'll just uh, I'll not break the tie. How about that? I'll just continue um, to not I watch. Mean, it. We can break that tie next week. No, I don't want to watch that again. Now nah, we gotta do all that. I know that yeah. on DVD. Yeah, I bet you I do. That yeah, that's that's not. <laughs> you're not getting two on. Yeah, that's, sure a, that's a real 2006 DVD by right. You also oh, you also have, you that. also have Juno on DVD. I'm not gonna fucking watch that again. Well, a different. That time. is true. It's also a 2006 DVD by. Yeah, I'm just not gonna waste my time with that. Anyway. uh... Parker, you're going to have to help me out with the story here. Because uh, the Ozuno clan is... Uh, well, half this movie is told through flashbacks. That's right. It, I, so at least we ca- we'll have current day of, like, Europol agent who has devoted her entire adult <laughs> life. Europol. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. Who has devoted her life to uh, discovering the ninja. <laughs> and then we'll hey, just uh, cut back to children murdering each other. Hey, this is me raising my hand. Where do the ninjas live? Is it in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't think so I'm pretty sure this is out of Europol's jurisdiction <laughs> just put it out there I didn't know Europol was no, I didn't even think about that it's like man you're in the wrong well then maybe fucking don't industry. fucking call it Europol you stupid dicks it's all I can think about the whole time like where the fuck is this <laughs> We fighting in fucking Antarctica? We're so gonna bring funny. them to justice. Like, man, I got bad news. <laughs> they are not, in fact, in Spain. They have to break it to you. Zurain in Spain. 
<laughs> falls mainly on the plane. <laughs> so uh, when you say the script was written in a week, um, that definitely explains why. Like, all right, I wrote all the flashbacks. Hey, man, that's a third of the movie. All right, let's go and sprinkle this in a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, and there you go. Because, man, at least a third of this runtime is just him as a kid and a teenager training in the Ozuno clan. Hey, <laughs> just uh, to get who, to the point, you know, it's going to happen. It's like, well, clearly he's going to, like, leave, so let's get there. Who wants to read the name of this character? Is this Rizo? <laughs> or is it a different <laughs> character? <laughs> Yeah, the rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I just remember the scene in which he's getting, like, the, the soles of his feet slashed because, I don't know, he didn't walk the right way. And uh, his his sensei uh, tells him strength, or it's like, weakness builds strength. And I thought to myself, not really. <laughs> hey, I've read 1984. Like, sure, yeah, close enough. I guess, whatever. who knows. Uh, I'm not a ninja. I've had a lot of weakness, and I've yet to build any strength off of it. I really hope that Jack catches also, one Also, like, they, they show him getting lashed on his feet, like, two times on each foot, and the next scene he has, like, 17 lashes on each foot. It's like, god damn, man, how bad were you at walking? Yeah, apparently he just doesn't know how to walk, right? Anyway. Uh, out, bro. Uh, he really, I think as a grown-up, he literally likes using, like, the blade on a chain. Which, uh, Parker, did you ever work with those at uh, your little thing that you did? Uh... I didn't make it far enough. <laughs> That's for purple belts and all. Oh, sorry. Parker was only a, what, brown or something? Who knows? I will draw my line in the sand. <laughs> I will pull up my nunchucku. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so... Uh, as long as we don't fight anywhere in Europe, we'll be free of their jurisdiction. <laughs> I, I, think the, I think the chances of us not going to Europe are pretty strong. But... Greg, how, how good do you think these kids were at Don't Wake Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> the consequences were dire. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, one of the flashbacks is uh, wasn't he, isn't he training with, like he's got a little girlfriend there or something like that, and uh, she's like, no, it's okay, I have no heart because you have it or, or some or some shit like that. You, how could she tell which one he is? They're all bald. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Anyway, so, <laughs> no, <laughs> you I'm have had to pick a fourth on team. This podcast, you, you stupid. Dick. You would have taken a fourth team in that moment. <laughs> I respect Asian cultures, unlike the rest of the people of this show. Uh, you are the resident libertarian, so hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love our Asian wives. <laughs> <laughs> It's I, day and night. I, I think the most important thing about mentioning the scene is that it comes back. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, it comes back a lot. Yeah, well, at the very end is, like, my favorite way that it comes back. Because I have to admit, like, uh, this movie is, I think, an excellent background movie. I uh, wasn't focusing as much as I possibly could have been. Just looking up every once in a while going, dude, they got a rocket launcher? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm just so glad that Europol has real weapons on, yeah. like, real life. I mean, this is... I didn't see any of this shit in that Chris Farley movie, so... Dude, if Europol had this kind of weapons, then, like, Russia never would have invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Ninja! 
Yeah, so uh, <laughs> let's get back to Naomi Harris, who, uh, she's the Europol agent. Is in this. Yeah she, yeah, she, you know, when you join Europol, you get to pick your own special project, and someone's like, oh, I'm going to be looking at terrorism, I'm going to be looking <laughs> at cybercrime. Hers is uh, ninjas, and... <laughs> I like how she yeah. she goes to talk to her boss. She's like, "Hey, these ninjas are real." He's like, "Oh, this shit again, huh?" And then she's like, "Hey, ninjas are real for real." He's like, "Okay, Tell I believe more. you." And then in the next scene, he's like, "Oh my god, internal affairs is here. You have to get your shit get out. Only fucking kill us for looking at the ninjas. <laughs> I, they look at the ninjas for a day and a half. He's like, "You have to take this gun and you have to run. You can't come back here." Like, he, she looked at the what? ninja files that they had that were tipped they, off. They treat they treat the ninjas like investors in GameStop. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've looked into the mafia. I've looked into all this stuff, but. Never has it been like this. Like, my, my brother in Christ. How deep do the ninja seeds go in our government? Is the Ozero clan calling internal affairs in Europe? Yeah. That's a good question. Sitting in the fucking mountains of Japan being like, yo, what are they doing over there? No, no. Why, tell tell Scott is... to get in there and start shredding some files immediately. Just think about yo, how much more shit? sense this movie makes if it's about, like, Romanian vampires or something. Like, it's just, like, everything falls into place. And instead, like, no, it's ninjas. And here's Rain, the K-pop star. And he's gonna kill people with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do something about these political assassinations. Like, no, we don't. Actually, no, I'm good. We... Oh, who killed him? A ninja. Ah, oh, so he probably had it coming then. Yeah. I'm gonna stay out of this one. <laughs> I'm gonna go look into some kind of drug smuggling. Something that doesn't involve... Yeah, ninjas. let me go investigate the fucking mafia. Like, yeah. I'm not dealing with ninjas. Yeah, Fuck absolutely you. not. Oh, these th- these people that have been, like, bred since they were, like, five years old solely to murder and never get caught? Yeah, let me just start... I can take my magnifying glass and start snooping around the crime scene. Yeah, good job, idiot. I like the idea of like dressing and up that's like how she Sherlock meets Holmes Rain. with a big comically oversized fucking <laughs> gumshoe and everything. <laughs> I was thinking Inspector Gadget, but I'm fine with either, honestly. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah so. <laughs> yum, 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 Yoda. So, uh, she meets Rain, who is incredibly hot. Oh, yeah. And then we keep getting flashbacks. I feel like there's a solid chance this movie was like originally like presented chronologically. And they pause it halfway in the movie, and then they met, and they're like, well, that's not gonna work. Let's just shuffle all this around real quick. Yeah. So we just keep getting interspliced like backstory and then current day. The current day is not that interesting, and then ninjas show up, and then it's the coolest shit you've ever seen, and then it's back to not interesting. It's a lot of that. Uh, the flashbacks are. I mean, there's a lot of ways to tell backstory. I'm not opposed to your entire backstory being like, and then the kids fought with swords. Like, all right, well, you know, I'm not upset about this. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I have to say, I think I like last week's movie a little bit better. So what, Spider-Man 3? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah, well, you know, I had more patriotism in there. Uh, Do you think this movie would be better if Rain had amnesia and forgot why he was a ninja? This movie well, would be better if there was no fucking Europol, dude. Yeah. Give me the FBI yeah. and tell me they're fighting in, like, Detroit, and I'm good. Yeah, because I can believe no, that they would also there. just still show up. They don't care what country it's right, in. Exactly. Who's going to tell them no with the FBI? <laughs> These fucking losers in Europol. I'm surprised they had a gun, much less, uh, as you said, the fucking lo- tank, the Humvees that roll oh, in yeah. the end. I love I love the idea of like the Battle of Tippecanoe being like a standstill until the ninjas come in on the side to defeat Tecumseh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is just becoming a how to kill a movie, dude. 
Yeah. All right, I... So one of the things I like about this movie is that like ninjas fight in the shadows. It's like their thing, you know. And then like the military is just like, well, we have an idea. <laughs> we we have flashlights. Let us shine them on you. God damn it! Where'd you go? A bit I've literally never thought of like, what if we just shot flares up yeah. and then gunned them down? We turned the night into day. <laughs> We're fighting the it's ninjas on the coolest things I've ever seen. To uh to Europol's credit. They gunned out a shitload of ninjas. They do. So yeah. There oh, are yeah. way more ninjas than that. Oh yeah. Like a bit I never thought it would be like, oh, what if we just like shot a bunch of flares up and then <laughs> flew an Apache helicopter and gunned them down? Like, oh yeah, it turns out like throwing Europol stars doesn't aren't... have Apaches. <laughs> Europol doesn't have Humvees either, or body armor, and yet, uh, well, you know, different era. I'm a big fan of the bit of just getting like a wax sealed letter in the mail. There being dirt inside of me, like, oh fuck, guys, the ninjas here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite understand the origin of that. Look, just to let the people listening at home that haven't seen this movie know, there are like five different scenes where somebody pulls a ninja star out of their flesh. Like it's oh yeah, it's very very ninja heavy in a good way. Yeah, these are big ass ninja are. stars too. There are a lot of ninjas. Yeah. In a movie called Ninja Assassin, you expect there to be a lot of ninjas. There are a lot of ninjas. Yeah. Hey, you've you've like seen a movie before where somebody gets shot in the chest and they bowl over and go, oh, like a Golden Eye character. There's a lot of that, but it's just a fucking ninja star. They pull out of their small intestine and they're fine. It's, Sometimes it's, uh, uh, Daddy Ozuna will just walk up and just cram his whole ass hand up in your wound. And yeah. then he'll just like do a ninja prayer and heal it. Remember that time he's just in a box and just, like, starts doing chants and then his wound <laughs> closes up? And it's just never spoken Dude, up again? Magic is real. Scene, every scene of our main character as a kid feels like a jackass bit. Like, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna bury this stupid fucking kid under 12 feet of dirt and make him dig his way out with his fingernails. <laughs> a lot of danger Aaron bits for poor... I'm just gonna call him Rain. I can't remember his fucking name. Yeah. Same. Rising. Um, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I don't think I'd last very long in ninja school. Well, I don't think it's yeah, here's, here's the thing. You were regretting earlier that you never pay attention to school. I think that if you were properly motivated and you realize that weakness becomes strength, then maybe you would have paid attention. A couple hey, slides. Yeah, I'd be great in ninja verbs. school if they were gonna kill me if I didn't do it. But uh, do I use? Do I use the formal listed here? And they just pulled a ninja star. I was like, you know what? I will reread that chapter. Thank you. I'm going to take my studies a little bit more seriously yeah. this time. Almost, dick. Yeah. You know what, Parker? I think you already know more about ninjas than either one of us. In fact, you're going to be the extra. You're going to tell me about shadow blending. Oh, I'd love to yes. do that. Um, so apparently, about an hour into this movie, they decide to tell you, Hey guys, uh, by the way, magic is real, and you just have to <laughs> you just have yeah. to accept that. Hell you, yeah, we're in, buddy. You're just watching this movie that's been in. I mean, it's been a violent movie, but it's just been like a 2009 ninja movie with the hey, violence yeah. cranked up, and then they just start fucking blurring across the screen like M Bison and shadow punching each and other. And then a ninja spins a pizza box, and you're just disoriented for the rest of the runtime. <laughs> This movie has several uh, break-ins and also break-outs, which we love to see. Like, all of these movies have the scenes like, alright, so he's in prison, right? And then he busts out and he fights everyone. But that scene is preceded by ninjas breaking into the place 
killing all of the guards that originally arrested him, and then he breaks out and then fights the other ninjas, which I think is a very good twist. Agreed. It's very solid. I love ninja on ninja violence. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of... We see the flashback to his first kill, which is just him walking him some humongous fat guy in a bathroom and stabbing him in the neck, and then it just makes the guy mad and he starts throwing him through toilets. <laughs> oh my god, dude... That guy is so big. He's like, the that largest. is. He looks like that, Kingpin in Spider Verse. So <laughs> that guy. Big. That guy looks like twenty five percent of actors in Guy Ritchie movies. Like, <laughs> he looks like uh, Scott Atkins in John Wick Four, but real. <laughs> he is humongous, and the whole fight is just him getting stabbed over and over while he keeps. And picking then he up gets this... smashed through like seven urinals. <laughs> he just so he gets stabbed like three times and just picks it up and goes, "All right," then it just throws him through the fucking wall. If I've learned one thing from movies, it's that if you smash a dude's face for a urinal, he's probably fine. So uh, if that ever happens to me, if you know, if I go to a FedEx field to watch the Commanders play the Bears in a week. That uh, you know, if a Bears fan shoves my face through a toilet, I'll probably be fine. You just walk it off. I mean, you use dust your, off your suit. Uh, I probably play quarterback better than Justin Fields after that. <laughs> Have you guys heard he's really not? Oh, we'll get to that. I haven't heard that at all. Can you tell me more about it, Chicago fan who is real and exists? Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, fucking god, yeah. dude! I want I just firebomb that city sorry continue. so i'm just happy that uh naomi harris she's safe because her heart's on the other she's... side of her body <laughs> and also she's in this movie she is, is in this real. movie in case she is in fact in yeah, this movie she's in this ninja movie I, you know works good where you can get it yeah 100 yeah i mean oh, the wachowskis I... are doing it cool i'll sign on oh they're just producing it well i already signed it so here we are yeah Listen, uh, this might reflect poorly on me. I will, for the rest of my life, mix her up with Tessa Thompson. But, uh... Um, I can see she's, it. Yeah, uh, she's good. Because you said you weren't going to say uh, anything racist on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Tessa Thompson also would have been good in this movie. Yeah. Like, I, I like them both. It's fine. Uh, you know when movies, when uh, they, like, betray the mob or gang or whatever, and they just get lit up by, like, 20 guns at once? Uh, this movie has that scene, oh, yeah. but with ninja stars, yeah. and he falls off the roof. <laughs> the amount of ninja stars and chain knives in this movie, like, holy shit. Oh, like, yeah. You know exactly what I'm looking for. Because I love seeing a dude deflect bullets with a knife on a chain. That's all I ever want in life. There is a lot of that chain knife. There's a lot of... Like, usually CGI blood is, like, a real sticking point with me that I get real butthurt about. It's great in this... But they use so much for every single kill, and there's so many kills, it's like, I can't be mad about it. Like, for the amount of squibs they would need, this this budget would triple easily, and then this movie just doesn't get made. Yeah. So, so I will take that trade-off. Uh, one of my favorite scenes by far is uh, when... Uh, so all the other ninjas hate him for being a turncoat piece of shit, for not wanting to murder that woman. Don't worry about it. Um, when he breaks out of prison and they're all in the shadows hiding, they're all just whispering shit, and one of them just goes, "Vengeance!" <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> they're all just whispering like, "Liar!" He, he tricked us, and then he murders all of them violently, and then he, of course, like I said, uh, heals his wounds with ninja magic while trapped in a giant crate. Also, let, let's just, for the record, state because there are multiple fights with the big bad. 
that in the second fight with the big bad, he fucking gashes that guy's face open with his fucking chain knife. And, uh, you know what we need for the last fight in any ninja movie? A guy with a fucked up eye. Oh, it's yeah. so oh, important. Yeah, that's like, yeah. You can't have it without that. It doesn't work. Um, the big reveal that, like, the main ninja guy that keeps calling him little brother who desperately wants to kill him, uh, when he pulls his mask off to reveal that he is, in fact, Johnny Tran. <laughs> this movie entered six star territory. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's really so... only missing the Drift King. Yeah. <laughs> He's too powerful for this movie. But, uh, yeah, so he murders a lot of people. Uh, the Europol shows up with zombies <laughs> and machine guns. They're like, hey, check this shit out. The lights are on, and they just start gunning down Ninja. <laughs> I, I love that they have a fighting chance, because there's like seven ninjas running up the roof that all get fucking machine gunned to death. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, need, you need it to be fair. Like The ninjas can't avoid the fucking Gatling gun. Like, uh, What kind of movie is that? Like, you, you forgot your pocket saying, guy. dick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get gunned down. Uh, the final fight is magical because again it just turns into like there's a cool sword fight there's a whole bunch of shit and then they just start using magic attacks they start building up their special meter and they just start <laughs> teleporting <laughs> with no explanation and this fight happens like all the chaos is going out outside and like there's bombs going off and that's causing the building they're in to catch fire and collapse so there's just two swordsmen murdering each other surrounded by fire it's it's a hundred percent what you want with this kind of movie. I uh, cannot recommend this strongly enough. Right? Yeah. Well, if you like your ninja movies, and if you do, then you know, right place here. A and movie if you that don't, a bunch of literally. You, why are you here? You you also probably thought you saw this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you might not have. Maybe yeah, give it a chance. Just, real quick, just you make might have sure. Been wrong. I actually remember this coming out because, like, the weird Korea booze at the time they were talking about. Rain. Right, yeah, I obviously. That. I didn't know who that was yeah. because, like, why would I care about Korean pop in the late 2000s? But, uh, uh, you know, I guess it was for a reason. I don't know what other movies he's done, but they probably do not have ninjas in them. And uh, they're lost. They should bring this trend back, honestly. Yeah. All right. Just take Korean pop stars and put them in ultraviolet movies. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> Let's get to the game of games. Well, if you insist, you know, I was going to forget about it. But... Alright, see you guys later. Yum, 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 yum. Burn up, Recapping last week, uh, Chris's Chiefs won, Chris's Dolphins won, and Chris's Seahawks won. Good week for you, buddy. Uh, my Bills won, my Chargers won in the uh, the Josh Brody deal of the week. My Seahawks won, my Jaguars lost. That's three wins apiece for me and Chris. Uh, Parker has a win oh for God. the Chiefs, a win for the Dolphins. A loss for his Minnesota Vikings, dropping him to minus three. Yeah. And also a loss for his Baltimore Ravens, who no one else here roots for. Parker, you really I, shouldn't have picked the Chargers. I, I contest that last one. That's fine. I'm going to say that to the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's fair, unfortunately. 
uh, not going to work like that. So, uh, fair enough. Uh, because I don't want to do decimals and percentages. Chris and I are going to spin the wheel to see who gets to do the assigning this week right. and uh, who gets to ban something out. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 fine. It's fine. You know. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go live on this wheel. Uh, Parker doesn't have to watch because his computer can't handle it. It's fine. It's not fair. Uh, let me know when you're ready, buddy. Okay. In three, two, one, go. Oh. All right, Chris, you can ban something out because I am the wiener for the week. <laughs> <laughs> you can ban out any show you want, and I will do the assignments. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, I think it'd be a little bit less funny if we were to talk about it again. I'm, I'm going to ban out uh, Victoria. Okay. I wasn't going to assign that, yeah. so I'm fine with that. Uh, I was sweating. I was like, fucking <laughs> I, I, I swear I, to God. I didn't think it, right. I'm going to have a problem. It just wouldn't be funny. Look, first things first, I'm assigning myself the immortal again. Uh, because, yeah. you know, it needs to be, it needs to be done. Yeah. Like, I, I, I... We can't let this one go. However, there are some shows that are being neglected, which I will assign to you guys. Parker, you are going to watch Gold Rush Season 4. Alright, episode 3. Uh, I have a feeling I know what Chris, I'm doing. Chris, you are going to watch Ms. and Mrs. Let's see where I can find that. <laughs> I forgot that was on there. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, is, how is that spelled? Ms. and Mrs. M-I-Z and M-R-S, okay. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on, I think it's on Tubi. Oh, You're fine. yeah. I completely I forgot that was an option. <laughs> Ms. and Mrs. Chris, what did you think you were getting? I thought I was going to get the purge. No, I was dreading that. I need to drop somebody into that in like episode. I was two. I was thinking like which one of you, I, Alex, you had already seen like part of it, so you knew like some of the character setup. I was like, it wouldn't be funny no, I if I sent it to you. Someone made yeah, sure, the first episode. Right? Why not? Yeah, it's a parking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. So that's what we're watching this week. That's fine. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and get into what we're going to pick for this week. Now, before we start picking, um, I got Josh on the line right now. God damn it. I can't say no to it either. <laughs> I can't stop myself. You know, it's time for a deal of the week. Uh, could it be Detroit at Green Bay? No, that's too easy. Could it be Atlanta at Jacksonville in London? Ah, too easy. Uh, could it possibly be Minnesota at Carolina? Parker fucking wishes. No, I don't. I'm not touching <laughs> that fucking game. Uh, what is the difference between minus three and minus six for you, dude? You know what? Fair enough. Uh, no, our deal of the week is going to be the Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. Would anyone like to bet on this one? Oh my god. No. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, but also... They don't have Jonathan Taylor, right? Uh, not yet. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it's after this week. Yeah. Come back. Just, if, if you're curious about the Vegas line, the Colts are favored by one. Oh my god. At yeah. home, they only get one? Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Great, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Uh, what do you think? Chris is a no. Parker, yes or no on Josh's deal? I mean, obviously I'm going to take the deal. I just don't know which of these teams <laughs> I'm going to need them both at some point anyways. How could you go against Vegas? 
Oh my god. You don't have to take the deal. Yeah. Fine, I won't take the deal. Alright, I'll take the Rams. Coward. Fuck you. Alright, fine. Give me the Colts. Don't be a pussy, dude. Colts it is. Let's go. Lock it in. My guards <laughs> are it at is. home. <laughs> Tonight, Harvey Dent fucks men. <laughs> Alright. I don't, um, don't want to touch most of these games. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and Hey, before we start, I just want to put this out in the aether. Um, there is a London game this week, as I'm sure you guys know. And just if you're picking it, just be cognizant of the exchange rates. That's all I have oh, to say. Thank you so much. I'll say you're my jerk of the week for saying every week. Hey, don't forget about the London game. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite bits, dude. Like a full I, panic. I'm like, wait, I what was, the fuck? <laughs> I was going to get somebody last week before you guys fucking ruined it for me. Um, you got me. I, I didn't know. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll go ahead and pick one of these games first, you know, to, to make your guys' lives easier. Okay. I will take the Dallas Cowboys this week. I will also take the Dallas Cowboys this week. All right. Well, Parker, you've already got a win with them, so that's not an option for you. What do Look, you got? If Denver can't win this one, then I'm just not making it out of the pyramid. <laughs> you taking the Broncos. <laughs> if they can't beat the Bears, then I'm just not going to escape. <laughs> I... I kind of want to take the Broncos too. <laughs> it's up to you, buddy. You uh, well, the Broncos first. Can I? Take can sometime. I take the Steelers? Have I already picked them? Uh, let me see. <laughs> Should have memorized it. No, no, no. You're good. Right, I'll, I'll take the. I'll take the Steelers. Steelers yeah. I think the Texans are going to win that game, but good luck. Uh, I'm not taking them though. I will take the San Francisco 49ers. Let's get them off off my uh, off my chest here. Parker. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, I'll do the yeah. same. I haven't you taken take the Niners? Alright, yeah. that's a good choice. Alright, Chris, you got one more for us? Let's take those Broncos. That's going to be a fun game. <laughs> I'm going to watch the Broncos. Dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why would you want to watch this game? I, I, you know what? I don't like the game of games very much, but I want to I don't want to watch any Broncos games, yeah. actually. I mean, as, <laughs> soon, as, as soon as I knew that, like, the Broncos and the Bears were playing each other, I'm just like, oh, that's the game of the week. That's just... That's, <laughs> I'm focusing uh, on that. For this, yes. That's going to be the right. shittiest game of all time. What's that? What's that? The Broncos are playing in the early slot? Sure, I'll pay attention to them now. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of, the one of these on. weeks, yeah. and it might be this week, I wouldn't be shocked if Parker took the Bears here with his third pick. <laughs> Just being like, I'm going to get one of these teams across the finish line. Oh, uh, yeah. So at some point, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <coughs> Maybe we'll they're wait until the second half of the season. They're not good games. These are bad games. Uh, you got to pick one, though. I want to. You know what? I know how this game's going to end. I'm going to go against anyways. Give me my Lions. Let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> See my boys. Parker with his Detroit Lions, who are minus one already. Yes, sir. Is that good? Uh, it's probably not great. Um, Gotta I get him across the finish line sooner or later. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns, because there's no fucking way the Ravens are winning this week. There's zero fucking chance. Like, I, uh, I mean, with the NFL being on, rigged against on. them. Hold on. I'm getting a... Uh, long distance call from London no 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 <laughs> please uh, 
hello, top of the morning. I guess uh, over there it's probably like 9.30 a.m. right now. Boy. Uh, I don't think it is. Hey, uh, so here's the thing. You guys can, if you want, you can pick either side of the London game in exchange for watching one episode of one of the shows that wasn't assigned this week. And Victoria's banned, so you, you have the choice of Bully Beatdown, Ghost Adventures, or The Purge. You just pick whichever one you want in order to take either the Jags or the Falcons this week. But you gotta watch it. Uh, I will... T- out. Wait, does it still count against me if I lose? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, because otherwise, so I'm just like... watching an extra thing to pick a game I don't want to pick. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Parker, you I'll to get it off the Parker, board. Parker, to be like, fair, I'm going to like the... Parker. I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to be taking the Falcons just so I can watch Bully Beatdown again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're about to go to London to beat up these Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chris is taking Chris is taking the Falcons and Bully Beatdown yeah. is off the board. Uh, Parker, would you like to watch either Ghost Adventures or The Purge in order to take either the Jags or the Falcons? Lucky you. <laughs> I already have four teams. I want to... You know what? I want to watch the Celebrity Paranormal. <laughs> okay, well, who do you want? Uh, my home team, of course. Trevor Lawrence is obviously so improved. Didn't you see I him? like the rumor he that they're going to taunt him. Alright. Sorry, Tom uh, Parker's a pronunciation expert. Because I'm not a I'm not I'm not a fucking sucker. So uh, you guys have fun with that game. Oh, you just don't want to watch the purge, uh, coward. Because spoilers, I'm gonna be out of town next week, so I'm gonna at least have two TV shows to talk about. I uh yeah, you're right, I don't wanna watch the purge. But uh, you know, if you guys were pussies I would have watched uh Bully Beatdown, yeah. Yeah, the other one. Yeah. I have to admit, Bully Town is probably a soccer bet because two episodes in, I have a feeling this isn't going to change a tremendous amount as the. Uh... Also, the real problem here is I've got a win with the Falcons and I'm minus one with the Jags. So. Uh oh. That just seems Should've... like bad value. Shouldn't have taken that call, my man. Yeah. I, I yeah, it was long distance. It's gonna you know cost me on my bill on on me uh. Fuck, I don't know what the hell bill is. God damn it. <laughs> anyway. Me Bill! For the game of games. Yeah. Uh, let's run down the teams here. Uh, Chris has the Falcons, the Cowboys, the Broncos, and the Steelers. That seems good. Parker has the Broncos, the Lions, who he's minus one with. Yes, the sir. The Colts and the Jaguars. And the 49ers. <laughs> yes, sir. And I have game. Browns, Cowboys, Rams, and Niners. That, uh, I like my teams. I think I'm good. Uh, we'll see what happens. Who knows? Tune in next week. <laughs> oh, no! ah! And that's the T, sis.